As you walk through the valley of the shadow of hell, you will see through the fog a bend in reality, a veil that is beyond your own comprehension. It's the other side, beyond the void. That's right, it's episode 296, and today is Christina's birthday. Yay! Well, it's not her birthday. It's It's my birthday week. Yes, technically this Wednesday Wednesday is her birthday. birthday. Yeah. So if you see her online, make sure you tell her (laughs) happy birthday. She, if you see me online, you know what I mean. Like everybody writes you in the fucking in the Instagrams and then the all the stuff. So and then I I take forever replying back. Yeah, it's like the only social media that she does. By the way, guys. No, I I do reply and I tweet and then I've been trying to. Get I wonder back if anybody thought it was Instagram. me the whole time. Like, or do you like make it clear? No. <laughs> I just let him think it's you in case I mess up. On the BTV one, I was talking about my personal one. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, happy birthday, Christina. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on the show. You're welcome. We got to pick some of her favorite movies. You want to tell them what we did, what we picked, yeah, or we, you picked? Yeah. I Well, we picked uh, Brad Stoker's Dracula from 1992. Uh, Ryan sent us the 4K. Yes, so thank, thank you, you Ryan. for that. I really wanted that, too. So yeah. I'm really glad he sent that. I'm very thankful. And we are also going to watch an interview with the vampire from 1994 with Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> well, it I don't sounds know like why. you're already liking one more than the other. I, know, I don't know why I was so excited. Yeah, I was like, what is going I, on? I was like, I thought you liked the other one more. I, am I confused? Yeah, I yeah I do like the other one more. She's, but I do like him. I get excited. She's drinking, guys. This, so I she's am all drinking. over the fucking place. Uh, um, I told her, I was like, look. And she was surprised because she thought, because usually like when we get started, there's a little bit of a, a, a tug and pull between Tension. the two. Yeah. Like, hey, we got to get this down. We got to know, but we didn't do this. You know, where, do we do why the, the fuck are you taking so long? You didn't do the shots. <laughs> Well, where's Murray? Where's Murray? Why is Murray on the ceiling? <laughs> we didn't have that today, so she was a little surprised. Well, you made me a And drink. then I was like, here we go. We're going to drink, too. And I made her a drink. I made her, what did you get? I got vanilla vodka with Van- orange cream seltzer water. <laughs> yeah, so it's like a really creamy vanilla uh, citrus or, or orange vanilla cream right. soda. Right. So it's... Is it good? Yeah, it is good. Do you want to try some? No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, I don't, no, you should try some. It tastes like creamsicle. It does. It tastes All like... All right, I'll take a sip, but I don't really, really want a vodka right now. Yeah. Creamsicle. I did a good job. And yeah, you did do a good job. And we didn't even have to use orange juice. Yeah, no, it's... it's straight up water. 
<laughs> you know, it's flavored well, water. That's what and the seltzer's water's for, anyway. Yeah, you know what I mean? exactly. <laughs> so, how old are you? Fifty-seven? Fifty-nine? Oh my god! So Alex said he was like first. <laughs> no, no, I we won't don't say, need to talk I about ages. Say, I'm just joking around. He said the wrong age. He was a year off his own I, age, I, and then he was like, he was, he was mad, and he was walking away from me, and he was like, "I'm seventy-six years old. I'm seventy-six. Oh, I'm, I'm fuck." <laughs> yeah. Dude, by the way, guys, so we have been, we're terrible at, like, dates. You're like, we, we really don't know. We, like, we missed our 10th anniversary together. <laughs> we did last year. And now we don't even get to celebrate. We were going to celebrate it this year, but we can't because we're going to a fucking wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not mad at the wedding. I'm just saying. Well, we we still will. It's just not going to be. Oh, yeah. It's it'll just be not going to be good later. or, like, making up for the last year that we didn't it do. It'll be fine. Our 10th year anniversary, and we didn't even fucking celebrate it well. Like, what's going on? <laughs> Someone's so, not checking their Facebook Well, and memories. then I thought I was one year older than I actually am, so today's <laughs> kind of a good day. I'm like, all right. So I'm a lot younger now. I'm going to go out and get a red car and go pick up some chicks. You know. I always get really depressed around my birthday. I don't know why. I always have. Everybody does in some like, degree, uh, I think. Well, Princess Diana died on my 18th birthday. Uh, Aaliyah died like two weeks before my birthday or not two weeks. It was like two <laughs> days before my birthday. Oh, what else has happened? Why, why are you counting um, deaths? Like, I mean, I had Kurt Cobain die on the d- couple of days before my birthday. So what? Right. I know. But I'm just saying it makes it kind of makes your your birthday memorable for all the wrong reasons. Mm. But anyway. Yeah. Why don't we talk about the births? You know who got b- born on your birthday? Debbie Gibson. Uh, who's your favorite? Uh, I don't know. That's the only person the I know. The only who's. one? <laughs> Yeah. Mine's like Jackie Chan <laughs> and like fucking, uh, I don't know, like random weird one. Hmm, weird. Some, there's some directors in there, but, you mm-hmm. know, just weird. I don't have a Virgo. There's not many, you know, famous Virgos. Yeah. <laughs> or August well, Virgos. Aries. Think about it, you know. Right. Yeah, exactly. We're the fucking, we're in control, bitches. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> or you mean you're controlling? So, I'm just oh I'm wow! That was a joke. It's a it's a cry for help, everyone. <laughs> it was a joke. I apologize. Yeah. It's all a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Way to go, Christina. Way to go. Oh, I also have to thank Alan. Alan, thank you. Thank you for the birthday present. Oh, yeah. He uh, sent us, uh, It was. it's for our, our anniversary for the show. Right. And your birthday. And my birthday. It was for my birthday. It's cool. Thank you. She's trying to take birthday. all the credit, but yeah, he said he missed it. But anyway, thank you, Alan, for sending that to us. He donated on our website and hooked us up with some money. And we're going to go out to dinner with it. Yep. So thank, thank you, you, man. Uh, we really appreciate that. You guys are, have been the best. Like, like you know, like Ryan's been donating like movies. Plumkey's always been donating, and then we got other people donating, and it's like oh, and everybody Jesus. who comments and shares, right, and dude? Well, it's, it's just, all it, it makes it worth it. Every time I think about like like should I still do this? I think about all, all the people that have like helped out or like talk like in our comment section or you know what I mean. And it just makes it so much better. So when you guys don't talk, just know that there's a gun in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you threat? Trigger warning. Are you threatening them? Like, what no, is no. It's a je- <laughs> That's how it sounds. <laughs> and if you don't, don't and if you don't fucking talk into the fucking comment section, <laughs> that's what it sounds like. <laughs> this is dark. 
There's going to be some people that are going to be upset. They're like, I can't listen to this. But this we're, too, oh, come on. This we are too dark, much. We are dark humor all the way. <laughs> I know. Come on. I'm, I'm just saying, like, I always like, 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 you know, have you ever told a joke in a room that, you know, yes. is kind of risky and, <laughs> yes. then, and then it doesn't go over well because that specific person who has that specific trait exactly. is there and they get offended and it's just like, oh my God. Remember when people would always, always say like your mom, like that shit. <laughs> yeah. and, and My mom's dead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good. <Yikes. laughs> Good. <laughs> You're going to make a joke out of her? And then she never, you never deserved her. <laughs> Horrible, horrible. You're a horrible child. Your mother's burning in hell for that joke. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, people used to say your mom all the time, and it would just be like, you know, you know your mom's sucking my dick. <laughs> your mom jokes are still going wild. They've been going wild for 40, 50 years. That's, one, that's a meme that's never died. <laughs> but yeah, so thank you for that, guys. You guys support letting you know sharing this with everybody listening commenting all that thank you so much christina really appreciates it i do very much and so. you want to make her happy for her birthday <laughs> continue to do that for this episode and all the free like, uh, subsequent episodes after <laughs> but don't worry i'll be gone for two episodes next month she's or so got a gun in her hand. <laughs> <laughs> and she's gonna kill you <laughs> Are we threatening the audience now? I guess so. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> so why don't you tell them what we're planning to do for your birthday since you haven't told me yet. And I have What are you a... talking about? We're going out to dinner and then we're going shopping. Yeah, but why don't you be a little bit more okay. elaborate about it? Oh, okay. And then what I'm most... <laughs> Well, we're putting on our shoes and walking outside the front door to go do things. And then we're returning. What I'm most excited about is... <laughs> I'm getting a cake from Costco. Oh, yeah. So okay. I'm very excited about that. Yeah. Because... She's going to carry it for me, buy it for me, and even put the candles in it for me. <laughs> probably, And I'll probably sing to myself. I might blow it out for her just to be nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just can't drive. So it's not like, you know. Yeah, I know. It's fine. I like going to Costco. Wake up. You're asleep at the wheel. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I-95. Sorry. Anybody knows what I'm talking about? Go ahead. Continue, Christina. Tell us what we're doing. That's it. What are we going to What are we gonna go eat? We don't even we're know yet. We're going to Joe's Crab Shack, Alex. Oh, are we going to Joe's Crab Shack? Yes. I thought we were going to the other one. Which one? I don't know. The fucking fancier one. No, we're okay. not. Remember? Oh, I didn't. I'm paying for it, so. I know. I just want to know. <laughs> no, that's what we're doing. Okay. Nothing exciting. I think it's exciting. We never leave the fucking house. Well, you never leave the house. Well, whatever. I do actually leave the house. I left the house the other day, yesterday. <laughs> we went outside. Yeah, you went outside and then you came back in. No, That's I'm the... fucking talking about in the car, you yeah, dumbass. Yeah, we, we drove to someone's house and picked you them birthday up and drove them back. I mean... See what I have to put up with stressed... on her fucking birthday? She's, she's putting me down on her birthday, guys, so she knows that I can't get mad. <laughs> Anyway, I'm kidding. I love you. I think it might be that time. Uh, what time is it? Horse shots! All right, so we decided to pick one of the two movies this week to do a horror shot. And we already knew what Christina was going to do with it because Christina loves gin. And so we were going to make a gin drink in, of some sort. And Alan actually sent a message and said that we should do gin and grenadine. 
Oh, that's right. And so I did add lime. We did add Those lime are, because we felt like a gin and juice would be better. Right. Than just with, straight. Yeah, yeah. With a little bit of grenadine for the coloring to kind of make a special shot, which we are calling from the movie Interview with a Vampire called a Lestat Infection. <laughs> I love that name. <laughs> It does not make you want to drink it, does it? It's so funny, though. It's so funny. A Lestat infection? We were like right Should in the we just middle. call it that or just a Lestat infection? I think a Lestat's better. Yeah. I think people get it. A Lestat infection. I hope people get it. Yeah. We were sitting like right in the middle of the movie and Alex was like, oh, Lestat infection. <laughs> yeah, because he called the blood infection. Oh, that's right. And that's then I right. was like, oh, Lestat <laughs> infection. I was like, okay. So even though it might not be like the best movie out of the two, like how can you say no to that name? That's a great name. Like, yeah, it, 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 name. it belongs here. Yes. This is your birthday drink, Christina. Yes, I hope you suffer with it. So what, do you want to tell them what's in it? So exactly. I did. Yeah, but you didn't say okay, how much. Okay, so it's a third of gin. A three-fourths of gin. Yeah, three-fourths of gin. And then a... A bunch of juice. One-fourth... One-fourth... Of lime and, lime and grenadine. And then grenadine. It's not, you know, it's not that hard. Cheers. Cheers. Ugh. It tastes like dead blood. I put too much wine in, or wine. You gave me dead blood. Oh, Do you I know see. what I'm talking yes, about? Yes, I know what you're talking Jesus about. Jesus Christ, we just watched a fucking movie. You gave me dead Happy blood? Happy birthday, Christina. Oh, she did too. Yeah, it's gross. But yeah, it's that okay. Was, that was pretty strong. I put too much lime in mine. I don't know. It was just strong altogether, but whatever. It's supposed to be strong. It's gin. It's like mm. even a splash of gin would be like just farting in someone's mouth. Like that's how disgusting oh. it is to me. <laughs> like just a wet, flappy okay. fart right you're, in your you're mouth. You're alive. We don't need to be talking <laughs> like that. Anyway, I hope, uh, you know, if you guys would love to try out a Lestat infection, all you have to do is go to longlivethevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shot section now. That's it for horror shots. So now we're going to go ahead and jump into our flesh and potatoes of Christina's birthday picks of Bram Stoker's Dracula from 92 and Interview with Vampire, The Vampire from 1994. Say it again. Interview with The Vampire from 1994. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not a vampire. That's a Mandela effect. Yeah, I know. Uh, but yeah, guys, so we're going to go ahead and jump into that right now. All right, Christina, you did the work on the uh, first one here. Which is so. Bram Stoker's Dracula from 1992. Correct. The centuries, the centuries old. Well, it's Dracula. It's not Bram Stoker's. It's Bram Stoker's story. Yes, the movie's it's, called Dracula. It's, it's titled Bram Stoker's Dracula. That's how. Not Francis, in IMDb. That's how Francis Ford Coppola wanted it to be because of the because he he based he tried to keep it as close to the book as he could. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. The centuries-old vampire, Count Dracula, comes to England to seduce his lawyer's fiance, Mina Murray, and inflict havoc in a foreign land. Tagline, love never dies. Love never dies. Directed by Francis Ford Coppola. You know, he did the Godfather movies, Apocalypse Now, The Outsiders. Um, this was, you know, written by Bram Stoker. Who's, uh, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> He's Irish, by the way. Yeah. Which we just watched that movie. 
the boys from County Hell last year. Right. Who had Bram Stoker. Which is based off of the Bram Stoker in the book and his town that he wrote it in. Right. Because they have a a bar called uh, Stoker's Inn. Right. And uh, you should watch that movie if you haven't seen it. It's pretty good. It's kind of like Evil Dead meets like a serious film. Okay. Screenplay is by James V. Hart. He also uh, did the Mary Shelley's Frankenstein uh, screenplay right after this movie. (laughs) And uh, he did a bunch of Muppet movies and he also wrote Hook. Okay. Makes sense. I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Hey, I'm a vampire. Come and dance with me. I'll sign it. (laughs) That's what it could have been, guys. (laughs) All right, this movie stars a bunch of well-known actors, so I'm going to kind of just go through them. All right, we got, you know, Gary Oldman, you know, who plays Vlad in Dracula, um, who was also in another great movie, you know, The Dark Knight. Yeah, and you many know? more. Yeah. And, what did we watch recently with him in it? I know I watched something. I forgot. he. One of his first movies was Sid and Nancy. He played Sid Vicious. I totally forgot that was him. Right. Right? I think so. I don't know. I don't know if I saw that one. Anyway. Oh, anyway. Okay. So, and you know, Winona Ryder plays uh, Mina Murray, you know, Stranger Things. My favorite movies with her in a, is Heathers and Mermaids. Um, We're not singles or? Well, I like singles, but didn't we mention that in the last episode? I think so, episode? Yeah. That's why, yeah. Any good movies you like with her in it? With Winona Ryder? Yeah. I mean, I like, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like Heathers for sure. Definitely. That's probably one of her fit my favorites of hers because she's like just perfect in it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Beetlejuice. Oh, obviously. Um, Did you see Gone in the Night yet? That no, I haven't year? seen that. Uh, she was in a later movie though that I really liked too. Um, she was like kind of a, she was kind of a hottie for there for a while. You know what I mean? Right. Like she was kind of a hot celebrity and 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 then she got into comedies. Right. She did a lot of yeah, comedies. And she kind of just oh you she got arrested and so she kind of <laughs> backed out. Okay, I okay fuck it. So what's funny about Winona Ryder because in the early two thousands she was arre- arrested for uh, shoplifting and she I was this. shoplifting. She had a Mark. problem with it. Yeah, and she shoplift. She got caught shoplifting Mark Jacobs. Uh, designer shit. Oh, that's okay. Funny. Now, since when Stranger Things, when Stranger Things blew up, yeah, Mark Jacobs contacted her, and that's right. she, and she did a whole um, sponsoring thing for Mark Jacobs and right. did a modeling thing, which I think is fucking hilarious. Yeah, just you know, bygones be bygones. You know what I mean? Right. You're in the industry. Shit's gonna bump into each other once in a while. Right. Exactly. You know? So I thought I, I thought it was funny. Anyway, it's, okay. In the end of the day, it's just that, that she stole. It's not that the cost of things. Yeah, exactly. So he didn't care. He was like, whatever. Right. <laughs> well, it wasn't his store anyway, you know, the right. way capitalism works. Well, but anyway. You know, I mean, if you're if we're really gonna get into it and her thievery, <laughs> she stole my heart many years ago. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, gag me with a spoon. That's Lord, so terrible. Stupid. <laughs> All right, we also have Anthony Hopkins who plays Valentin Helsing. You know, he was in a... Uh, you're horrible. I see, this is why I'm not a comedian because I can't not laugh at a good joke. <laughs> you like, have to laugh at yourself all the time. I laugh at my jokes and her jokes and everybody's jokes all the time. It doesn't matter what it is. Murray right. can fart and I'll laugh. You know, I can't help it. <laughs> okay, Anthony Hopkins plays Van Helsing. He was in Silence of the Lambs. This was actually one of the movies he did, like right after Silence yeah, of man. the Lambs. Obviously, Silence Obviously. of the Lambs is his best. This is a really good performance, though. Oh, yeah. He did a good job. Uh, we also have, you know, Kanenu Reeves. Kanenu. I, I can't say his Keanu. name. He plays Jonathan Harper. <laughs> You've gotten so used to saying it wrong now. 
Right. Yeah. Um. Also, quick note: him and Winona Ryder have been in four movies together, and they never dated. Yeah, which I, I because they're both pussies, they won't hit each other up. Well, but he's married. He's, I know. Yeah. Well, he's with somebody. He. I think time. he had kids or something like that. And now he owns a motorcycle shop and like does John Wick movies now. No, I think uh, he almost had a kid. I think the kid passed know. away. Yeah. Oh, let's not talk about that. Anyway, yeah. Anyway. So. <laughs> anyway. Also, just quickly, we have Sandy Frost as Lucy. She was a producer on uh, Captain, a uh, Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow. Carrie Hughes. Hughes, who plays Lord Arthur. He was, of course, in Princess Bride. He was in Saw, and he was in Robin Hood Men in Tights. We also have Tom Waits, who plays Renfield, the crazy guy. He he's actually a really good musician. Right, and actor, really. Yeah. He's been he in a was, lot of what stuff, was that, too. What was that show on Netflix that we watched that had all anthology? It was like The Ballad of Something Scrubs. Oh, yeah. That was him. Dude, that was that, his him. role in that that was one of my favorites. Exactly. Exactly. And we have uh, Monica Bellucci, who plays Bellucci. Bellucci. And she was one of the Dracula's brides. Up uh, on the ceiling. Yeah, she was in The Matrix with Keanu. Yeah. And uh, she was in Shoot 'em Up and Irreversible. From 2002. She's a vampire on the ceiling. Hey, budget for this film was $40 million. Wow. Opening weekend was $30 million. A non-spoiler um, trivia for you. Okay, so Francis Ford Coppola actually went to Dracula's tomb or Vlad's tomb to thank him for this movie being so successful. Wow. Yeah, because I Which guess... Which is so loosely based on what Bram Stoker wrote anyway. Yeah, he should have I mean? fucking went to his tomb. Well, he, <laughs> obviously, the, the marrying of the two is kind Well, of he big... leaned more on He was just a shitty history. person, a prince, like, like that ran shit. He, he destroyed and but killed we'll a get, lot of people. We'll get more, more into that later. Right, okay. So what did what do you think about this movie, Alex? How long has it been since you've seen it? Uh, I think we've watched this... Uh, Within not too long ago. Well, we we didn't we, we get the Blu-ray. We started it? watching it, and then we're like, "Oh shit, let's not watch it because we should watch it for the podcast." Okay, yeah. Well, either way, I in this is one of those movies that has like grown on me. Like I can recognize, I could always in the past recognize it for its its obvious aesthetic beauty, artistic endeavor. I never really liked Keanu Reeves in it. I always thought he just seemed weird. You know, even to this day, I still feel that way in a way. I have trivia on that. But with that said, I think Winona Ryder does a pretty decent job. She's not great at fucking doing the English accent. But, you know, this was during a time when people really weren't doing too good a job of doing English accents to begin with. But everyone else in the movie was fine with their accents. (laughs) Exactly. But I'm just saying, like, that's not her specialty, right? Right. Anyway, the acting in it is really great by Gary Oldman fantastic he is a character actor through and through and he has so many different versions of himself in this movie that i think really showcase his you know ultimate talent he's just amazing he really is i i mean like you can i mean you can make fun of him for doing fifth sense or it's the, the sixth sense the or fifth no element. the fifth element <laughs> <laughs> the sixth sense i'm getting everything <laughs> fucked up Anyway, the fifth element he did, which is kind of a hokey position, but he owned it. And that's the thing you got to do. If you're going to do some fucking sort of hacky shit, do it. Do it right. And he did it great. So mm-hmm. Gary Oldman makes this movie 100%. I, I think he is. And I think the her friend, what's her name in this movie? I can't think of her name. Uh, Lucy. Lucy. Who's her? What's Sadie, her real name? Sadie Frost. Sadie Frost is another unexpected gem in this movie as well. 
Now, most of you guys have probably seen the movie, so you know it's based off the Bram Stoker's book, you know, about vampires and Dracula and where it all originates from. I like the origin of this in this book, in this story, and in the movie, and how they portray it in this film very well. Everything looks aesthetically beautiful, even without the technology that we have today. Mm -hmm. I think this is like one of the last films that you could say that could mimic the past in that periodic sort of piece, the period pieces. Mm -hmm. Christina says, what was the other one that you said that was like a kind of a period piece that uh, Guillermo del Toro did? Crimson Peak. Crimson Peak, which, you know, there are other movies that can do it, but I'm just saying this was a true gothic horror piece Mm -hmm. from like England or Spain or all those places that were doing these kind of fucking films back in the 50s and 60s and whatever it just has that air about it and it really does nail it in a lot of ways the set designs were fucking fantastic amazing just really great um there's a lot of really great things to say about this movie but is it going to be for everybody no it's going to be for a specific type of person probably ones that like vampires in this sort of romantic way which this is a, a, a splitting point, I think, for most people when it comes to vampires. You either like the romantic side of vampires or you don't. Me, personally, I've always kind of leaned the other way. I'm not right. a romance guy, although right. I will watch some fucking romantic comedies when they have like a spin to it, but that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll cry like a bitch, but that's about it. <laughs> just kidding. But no, I, I, uh, I'm, I'm kind of opening up to it. Maybe it's just my old age. You know, I'm more accepting of the romantic side of it, I guess. But aesthetically, even just it alone, this movie is just fantastic. Mm -hmm. And you can just watch it like a music video. Totally. And it would be just as good to me. Like, I watched Mad God this year by Phil Tippett, who does the claymation. He was the he's the claymation guy that's that they were going to use for Jurassic Park until they realized that, you know, they had CGI and the. (laughs) It was going to look cheaper. Can you imagine the clay monsters coming after him? Like I, I love Phil like Tippett, it's but Clash of the Titans and shit. Yeah, like-, yeah, like I don't know if I could. It would ever popped off to right, say. Right, right. But regardless, I love that movie this year, and it wasn't necessarily. Obviously, this movie has a better story than Mad God, but visually, it is just so beautiful. Right. That it is hard to not recognize that side of it, and I think that is one of the best things about this movie. And you get some really great artist like views as well as some pretty damn good performances by Gary Oldman and her name again. Sadie Frost. Sadie Frost was really good. Even um, Sir Anthony Hopkins has some pretty good fucking fun parts in this movie that cracked me the fuck up. Mm-hmm. There is some funny parts in it. There are some serious parts in it. There there's is some a bloody, lot of blood. There's some bloody, yeah. yeah. There's some pretty good fucking blood. And they use the whole gamut of like vampirism. And like um, there's some trivia on that. I think didn't they use a book, a spell of spells or something they used after that movie? Anyway, I don't know. <laughs> around the time that that book came out, there was a spell book that came out around the same time. Oh, okay. And I believe like that they Satanist. used a lot of the same magic mm-hmm. in that magic book. That came out the same year this, mm-hmm. this the, the the actual Bram Stoker book came out. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, it, it has got like just a, a lot of really cool effects that are done in post process. A dying art that they used to use a lot of the time that would just look really cool on the screen and vibrant. 
sometimes a little hokey, but you know, if you're used to eighties movies, this wasn't a bad thing, you know, but they stopped using it and they, this is like one of the last films on that. It, too. it really so, is. Yeah. Uh, you're not going to see many movies like this again. So again, I'm trying to point out all the really good things about it while also saying, you know, it's not my favorite thing ever. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. You know, personally, I'm just not into the whole romantic aspect. Right. Of it, but if there is one movie that does sort of the romantic aspect, and doesn't go for straight just gore and does artistry, I think this is one of the best. Mm -hmm. But for me, I would say this is like a 7.5 or an 8. It is okay. hard to watch sometimes. It's a little slow, but the visuals really push me to that number. Right, because there's so much detail. Right. Like, I would just on the detail alone, on like how well everything looks, how colorful it looked. And by the way, the 4K presentation of it was, was fucking great. vibrant as fuck. And everything was looking, looking popping. Like, it was good. It was popping. She didn't understand why there was grain in it. And I was like, that's what film, film does. I know, I know. You can't fix that. It's just film. Digitalize it. Well, that's why they use 3D, you know, the black magic cameras and all the other, you know, red cameras and shit like that for 4K, 10K, 8K, whatever. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. Um, I don't know. I think that's fair. I do, too. And I like it. You know, I do like it. I'm coming around. It's more... I've seen it twice in the past year and a half. Of course, because you're, you're with me. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? So what do you think? So, okay, you got to kind of understand my perspective here because my sister took me to the theater to see this movie and I was 12, which I don't think a 12-year-old should be watching this movie. Yeah. And I kind of got obsessed because I ended up, I think the next time I went to the mall, I went and bought the soundtrack on cassette tape and I literally listened to that cassette tape to go to sleep. For like five years. That's funny. I'm not kidding. Like all the way up until my high school years, like I would listen to that cassette tape. Because that music is just, it's so pronounced and they've used it in, in other movies and other things. Sure. And you can tell, but yeah. Well, same thing with the next movie we're going to talk about too. Well, a lot yeah. of quotes from that. Well, quotes and, well, they use regular music, but anyway. But yeah, it's pretty much everything you were saying. Like I the, mean, everything. The music. Yeah, the detail shots. of everything. Like the shots. Um, they they made sure like the ref the reflections didn't show uh the the shadow work they did yeah the reflection thing I caught crazy. this time I didn't think about it and she pointed it out yeah and I was like oh fuck Gary Ullman's not in the reflection yeah yeah exactly I was like that's pretty fucking cool yeah yeah you don't and you don't catch it because there's so much stuff going on. Like, there's so much stuff to look at. You wouldn't think that he, you wouldn't be able to see him. But anyway, because it's a goddamn mirror. I felt, w watching it again, I felt, I was like, oh, th are they doing throwbacks to, like, silent film? Like, so, to yeah. Nasiratu? But I don't think they were. Because it was just that time. It was it was that era. It was, like, 1897 or something. But anyway. um, And like you said, like, I'm not into, like, the whole romantic aspects of it. Like, I, I didn't like Winona in this. I don't think she did a good job. I kept catching her accent change, and I just dwell on it every yeah, single she time. Was messing up my experience while we're watching. Can you just <laughs> shut up about it? Now? I know. I Every time I was like, look, her I'm accent like, yeah, every time again. she talks, Christina, we know. I don't think Keanu was a good choice for this. I don't think he did a good Whoa. job. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. It's just, yeah, it wasn't It wasn't not, a strong performance. He and wasn't his, there yet, I don't think. No, I no, I, I got some trivia on that. It was kind of a, if you really think about it, it was kind of a stalky movie. Like, he was, like, stalking her. And then it, pretty much he was, like, manipulating her. Wait, who? Dracula. 
her. Because oh, duh. Yeah, that's his whole fucking charming. shtick. What yeah, do you mean? exactly. But I mean, it's I thought not... you were talking about Keanu. I'm like, what the fuck is he plotting to no, kill? No, no. I'm I thought you meant in real life. No, I, I'm saying um, the storyline. But I did like, I, I noticed this time that they were kind of, you pointed out, I think, that they were trying to make Van Helsing like the exorcist right. and some of the shots were like nods to that and i didn't i never caught that they before. did they did that shot that francis ford coppola did the shot of the yeah of like the staircase the, the when no when he goes or, outside when the the exorcist shows up and he looks up to the window mm-hmm. at in exorcist oh where lucy yeah it's it's is. it's not exact but you could totally but tell the lighting similar and the angle kind of, of how he looked and everything almost is exactly like it. And he probably, you know what it was? He probably saw it in the frame because they knew they were going to do a shot like this. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, let's do a little, you know, let's make it look stand a little. Stand like that. Yeah. Just stand like that. Okay. I don't think it was like him trying to steal it or anything like oh, that. Oh, yeah. I thought it was a nod. It was obviously a homage Yeah. thing. But anyway, so. it doesn't matter. Anyway, I think out of all the Dracula movies, I think this one is like hard to top. I really do think this one is hard to top. Really? I do. I think it's, this is one of the best Dracula movies I've seen. It's one of the more stylish ones, for sure. Yeah. I well, mean, whatever. I liked it. I liked I liked the whole in the beginning, and he like renounces religion just because some bitch killed yeah, herself. Yeah, that is cool. Don't yeah. You don't want to go too far into I'm not, detail. I'm not. I'm just, it's the beginning of the movie. It's right, an old but I movie. Just, that's a really good part, so I don't want you to ruin it. I'm not ruining it. I don't ruin anything because it's my birthday. Well, it's just the tendency. <laughs> this is such an older movie than such a popular movie. The tendency is like, oh, who hasn't seen it? So I'm just trying I to know, be careful. Nine out of ten. So that's, you know, we're pretty much on the same page. 8.5 or nine out of ten. And I, I really am glad I have the 4K. Yeah, I think it looks great, dude. Like, Yeah, it really does. She, I've been getting her into some 4K, but she's a little picky on the older I films. I don't care. But the newer films, she's like, oh, my God. Oh, it's amazing. She's like, oh, my God, my 4K fucking. Don't you say that. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> I was getting there. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, yeah, it's a little too romantic for me. Yeah, exactly. And that's about it. I mean, otherwise, it's a pretty damn great movie. You know, I like that other movie. What was the one that we watched with um, David Bowie? The Hunger. Oh, yeah, that was good. It was so unique. And it's different, too. The story's really engaging, but. Uh, it is a little slower than this movie uh, in some regards. This feels a little more choppy, right? Like they, they like they have segments. It feels like very pronounced segments of things that are happening. Yeah. Until you get to the third act, and then it kind of and then all yeah, it's all shit, flowing. Yeah. But it's like popping around all over the fucking place. Yeah, because there's you know they got to get all the characters in place. Right. That, hunger is not so much like that. That's all mm-hmm. I'm saying. But uh, very good artistic films, by the way, and I think only Francis Ford Coppola could have kept it at that level of a seriousness i think you know what i'm saying like right like an adult movie where it, you know the tendency with this kind of stuff is to get a little wacky but he really made it kind of like pop like you know there's nudity and stuff in it i'm just saying and like it's done tastefully it's done in a way that is you know hey this isn't this is a vampire film like a real one yeah this isn't a hammer horror yeah it's yeah. well hammer horror did that too i think yeah uh, they did it yeah but i mean it's not it's not like that, silly. Yeah, it's not silly. Like campy. Anyway. Anyway, so we do have some trivia on this. Christina's going to go over that. Yes, I am. Uh, she wanted to do it, so I told her, hell yeah, go for it. <laughs> Get to work, you lazy bitch. Right. <laughs> okay. Happy birthday. All right. Okay. Are we ready? She's not happy with that. Are we ready? So if you don't want anything spoiled, 
here is your warning. So I was just going to go over the book, you know, Bram Stoker's Dracula really quick. It was written in 1897. I was kind of surprised. I thought it was older. I don't know why. I always think it's older. And 1897 really wasn't that long ago. But anyway, uh, he based it on, you know, Prince Vlad from Wallachia. I can't say that word. Um, And he and Prince Vlad Mm -hmm. lived from 1431 to 1476. He is a national hero of Romania. Um, He impaled his enemies, you know. That's why he's known as Vlad the Impaler. Oh, no, go figure. Which is silly. And if you ever want to, like... Watch some documentaries on him. I highly recommend it because he wasn't as nice as a guy as everyone makes him out to Dude, be. Dude, I used to know a guy just like him, though. And it's funny because, like, back in college, like, there's this guy that used to come over all the time. was kind of a dick. And he would literally impale a lot of people. Oh, my God. And <laughs> he smoked a lot of pot, right? So we called him Vlad the Inhaler. And he could rip a bong hit like no other. Nice story, bro. Dude was a legend. Okay, are you done? I'm totally kidding. <laughs> Is that from a movie? No, I'm just making shit up. Okay. Okay, now Bram Stoker, he was raised in Ireland. Okay. He uh, he was a sickly child, and it's quite possible that he was bled as a child to cure his ailments. So that might be where the blood shit comes from. Okay. Um, The Irish famine... Which his mother lived through, um, and they were saying that there she told him stories of cannibalism and right. skeletons walking on the earth. See, this is the way I think of it. Just real quick, I want to mention with blood, the whole thing with that. I think it's because you know stories happen when this guy is like crazy, right? So they just make up all these stuff. Oh, he's evil. He's crazy. Maybe he's infected or something. You know what I mean? Infected with evil, and his bite will cause you to. You know what I mean? Like. Well, they didn't know anything back then because... Well, they knew rabid they dogs. They wouldn't even use soap. Right, but they knew about rabid dogs and then getting bit by a rabid dog, I'm sure. So, you know, it's just like, they were like, oh, it infected me with a demon. You right. <laughs> so they think of that. You got to exercise the demon. That's yeah. It's all good. Um, And then, yeah, I was going to mention the boys from Hell County because uh, of all that, but you already mentioned it. You mean County Hell. Or Hell, ca- yeah, whatever. County Hell. <laughs> the boys from County Hell. Oh, County Hell. Why did I write down Hell County? Anyway. Okay. There are many factors that influence Brent Stoker's Dracula, uh, but this wasn't the first vampire novel. We got to mention another Irish author, uh, Sheridan Lefranu, mm-hmm. and wrote Camilla from 1971. Mm. I also... Okay, so then I watched uh, The Blood is Life, The Making of Brent Stoker's Dracula. And Francis Ford Coppola wanted to portray Dracula as the hero aspect um, and the historical aspect. Right. And Oldman even stated that he was trying to play Dracula as Raphael, the fallen angel. Mm. That's who he like channeled into. Right. To when, do his when shit. When he brought it about, when he stabs the fucking cross. Right. God damn you! <laughs> Stupid. It's like, anyway. wow, why is there blood pouring out of that? I don't know why, but it's cool as fuck. <laughs> it was pretty, pretty cool. It's really fucking cool. Um, uh, Francis for Coppola was obsessed with Dracula like as a kid, and he even read his children, Bran Stoker's uh, Dracula, when his kids wanted to go to bed. Okay. Now, question. I got to ask you. Just something to think about, and a lot of people will associate maybe just vampires in the as, as, a, as a history. I, I've, from what I've heard, Vampires existed before that book. Yeah. Dracula, however, did not. Right. 
Right? That's why they based it on Vlad. Right, right, right. The Impaler. So just to be clear, he did. I just wanted to be clear because apparently there was like tales of vampires uh, for a long time. Right, and that's why I mentioned the first known book was the the Carmil the Carmilla book. Technically, Carmilla. they're just chupacabra, but anyway. <laughs> so, um. In all the other previous movies about uh, vampires and stuff, like Nosferatu or people who tried to do Bram Stoker's Dracula as a movie, uh, they uh, Francis Ford Coppola was trying to stick to the book as close as possible. So that's why, like Quincy, the American Texan, yeah. was in the, he was in that Bram Stoker book. So he included him in the movie, which is lo- I love that because I love the like right. diversity of all the different. Uh, sort of cultures yeah and especially from that time right. and especially you wouldn't think they would add an american and you know 18 what was it, 1897 like right. that's kind of weird to think about sure now so i'm glad they did that um so uh coppola had the whole cast meet in napa valley weeks and stay there for weeks before shooting the film so they could read the book as a team and then do the script and then uh, uh, do the whole thing like a play. He wanted them to read so they would do day by day. Oh, it seems like a play. Before they even started filming. Right. It feels like a play. Uh, it really does. Uh, like it feels like you would go to like a, like not not Broadway, but I guess, yeah. Well, Kananu said it was like being on Broadway. Yeah. Like it, it took his, he took his time on in the film and he make, made sure like the actors were actually into it. Anthony Hopkins said... Uh, the part where he danced with Mina and he smelled her face where it was all creepy, you yeah, know? That's, that's pre-Hannibal. That, that was actually his idea and yeah. uh, he got it written into the script. So I thought that was funny. He had a little lingering Hannibal Lecter in him. Right. Didn't he do that movie after or before? I can't remember. After. He did that's, it after. Okay. Uh, that's actually how he got cast because Liam Neeson wanted that role. So we could have seen Liam Neeson in that role, but because Anthony Hopkins was just like hot shit, they they decided to make Anthony Hopkins Van Helsing. Sweet. Um, Coppola didn't want to use any elaborate special effects, obviously. He wanted to use standard visual effects, which he hired his son, uh, Roman, to to be the director of the, the visual effects. That's right. Uh, the practical effects were exhausting and time consuming and according to Gary Oldman he had set he had seven to eight different looks that he had to accomplish throughout the whole thing so that's how many looks and he still had the energy yeah which is crazy but I can only imagine that the bat was like the most oh well yeah I don't know which is really cool looking yeah the bat and the wolf and the, that uh, bat is like so memorable to me. Like to it me, is it to how, like howling or the something. The old man when he was wearing the the long red robe and then his hair was all oh that of uh, course that is classic iconic yeah. iconic. Um, so Gary Oldman and Winona, um, they didn't get along during filming, which was really weird. Makes sense. Um, they were fine during the rehearsals in Napa Valley for those weeks and weeks on end. But when they came back from a small break to, uh, to the schedule and started shooting, they hated each other. I, I guarantee you, Gary Oldman was like, this fucking. He's like, I put I put 250 percent into my role and this girl and can't this even bitch keep can't an even English keep accent. Keep a fucking accent. That's probably what it was. Right. <laughs> That's probably what but happened. Neither of them has said like neither. of them. Yeah, because they're like, fucking professionals. professionals yeah. Right. I mean, of course. Oh, get this. I thought this was funny. So Prince Vlad's scream 
from when he drives the sword into the cross. <laughs> okay, so that was dubbed in. Do you know whose scream that was? Who? It was a scream from the singer of the cramps. Nice. Right? I, I didn't know that. Right? I love the cramps. And then, okay, so this was also interesting. So the ends, we're in the spoilers, right? I'm not used to doing this. <laughs> she said. So, so the end scene where uh, Mina decapitates Dracula. Right. That wasn't in the in the original movie. They went back and Even filmed. Even the book. The, or, well, yeah, and in the movie. They went and filmed, filmed that in because George Lucas uh, previewed the film and was like, hey, you should have her decapitate her decapitate him and stab him in the chest because that way it shows the audience it releases him into heaven. Okay, I didn't get that much, but I was like, that was George Lucas's suggestion, mm. that end part. So he had a little bit of influence there. Yeah, isn't that funny? That's obviously, it funny. obviously was before uh, before his prequels. Because <laughs> <laughs> nobody wanted to listen to him afterwards. I'm choking, I'm choking. <laughs> okay, so. Some, some Zennials like, hey, I like that movie. <laughs> So Coppola wanted to, to um, wanted Johnny Depp to play Jonathan Harper. Oh, that's funny. But the studio wanted a more mainstream heartthrob. So Kenana Reeves was uh, said. Um, Kenana. <laughs> okay, you so, say it so often and I just don't even think anything of it. So he was not proud of this role. Kenanu was not proud of this role um, mm. because it's not his best work. Obviously, we've already talked about it. He blamed he was doing way too many movies back to back and he just did not have the energy or, and he didn't put in the effort. Did you hear what happened? What? When he got an early, because I guess they have like early dailies and stuff like that. When he was seeing the dailies, he was quoted as saying, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking drive me nuts. But there, <laughs> Dad jokes for days. Oh my God. There is so much. If you like this movie, I highly suggest watching like all the commentary and like the oh there's the, a lot oh my god there's so much to this fucking movie right like we could do a whole podcast talking about it but we won't yeah we probably should like i just highly suggest you watch like all the interviews and stuff because it is interesting and especially I they they interviewed like the set designer and the the costume designer and everything was just so intricate and even the shots, the filming of this movie, it was, it is like the movie illusions. Like they, they his son who did the um, special effects, uh, Francis for Coppola was saying like when he was a kid, he, he loved, he was a mu- uh, magician. Yeah. I heard about that. Yeah. Which we were just I'm watching sorry. Jeff Lewis and Jeff Lewis is like. He watched the black phone. He was like, I watched the black phone and there was a magician in it. And I just got like extreme pedo vibes from it. <laughs> so like I'm pretty sure like all magicians are pedos. And someone was like, Oh, my uncle's a, a magician. He was like <laughs> He's probably killed somebody. He's probably killed somebody. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I'm just saying so Roman actually they did a uh interview with Roman and he was saying like he actually used like techniques. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, technically, just from a perspective of filmmaking, like you are doing magic. Yeah, exactly. Because you are preventing the um the 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 viewer from seeing the strings or the trick. It is a magic. It's a, it is magic. So they were explaining, and this was just like the simplest like scene. Do you remember when Keanu uh, got on this in the beginning of the movie? He got on the stage coast. 
and the hand, this was in the book, the hand came out and and like lured him into the stagecoach. Remember that right, scene yeah, yeah, with yeah. the long fingernails? And his arm just looked so long. That guy, it was supposed to be Dracula because in the book, I guess it's Dracula, but it's not. Right, well, can... But uh, they, they had him on a crane to to make it look like he was, and just the way they were explaining it. And I can't re-explain it. I'm sorry. No, I mean, it makes sense. It's really interesting like how they did some of this these fucking shots. Right. It, it's crazy. Oh, practically, you're saying, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, and all of them. All of them. Some of them I thought were special effects, but I guess they weren't. Mm-mm. Like, they just overlaid film and shit like that. There's a lot of old techniques in this film. That's why I say and you're this, never going to see a movie like this, this again. This is one of the last movies that did this shit. Right. Anyway, okay, that's, that's pretty much all the really interesting stuff I have. Okay, so let's pick up. You know, since this went rather long, it's not your fault. There's just a lot to talk about it, and I figured anyway. So right. let's just talk about three of our favorite scenes. So what's your first one? Obviously, you like the beginning, so if you want to talk about that, well, we can kind of go over it. Uh, Where he stabbed the cross. Oh, the, okay. We just talked about it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So there's a war. He's fighting in the Christian Crusades, right? Right. You know, he went and he went away from his, his the he princess. He went to battle and she gets word back that he uh he died. So it was like this Romeo and Juliet. It's a holy shit. war, technically, yeah. Holy my Remember, ass. Remember, because he's like, I got a war it's for a, you. It's a let's ruin the world war. Right. Let's <laughs> anyway. make vampires fucking yeah, war. What? Well, it was cool though because she did. Well, so cool. She killed herself. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's kind of stupid. But uh, yeah. So she killed herself, and of course he comes back because he's not dead. Shocker. And so he's all heartbroken because she's fucking laying there dead. So he's like renouncing the religion. This is the thanks I get for doing your war. Oh, that was a good accent. Yeah. And then he, you know, stabs the cross. Famous scene. Blood spills anywhere. Okay. I got some trivia on that, too, because Winona is laying there, right? So her agent was like, she's not. No, you're not covering her in blood. That's not happening. We won't do it. You got to get a body double, blah, blah, blah. So Francis for Coppola was like, let's just ask her, like when it's filming. So they did. She was laying there and was like, is it okay? Is it okay if we just, you know, we just let all the blood spill on on you? And she was like, oh yeah, that's fine. That sounds like fun. I mean, it sounds like whatever. So, yeah, and it was it was cool because they did. They had it like flowing towards her. Yeah, I remember and seeing then she it. Was, yeah. I was thinking about that while we were watching it. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah it was cool. I just I love how he's like how angry he gets and you get to see, you know, Anthony Hopkins in that scene as well. Yeah, he's like the priest. He's a priest something. in that one. Yeah. Which is kinda cool. weird. It's not too long of a shot from what fucking Van Helsing is because he uses the word of God against Right. And and God against him. Oh, and the music in that scene. Oh, like yeah. that is Brandy! just like do they do the orchestra performances? Yeah, it was a real oh, orchestra. You know, yeah. we need to. Yeah, no, I mean they do it live. Like I'm pretty sure they still do it. I I, I want to go to it the next time it's here. Oh yeah, maybe yeah. If you want, I don't I don't mind. Hell I don't know yeah. if they do it. Hell yeah. <laughs> I, I, as long as we can go to a goblin one or a fucking like uh yeah. you know one of the horror score guys that I like. Sure, but yeah, that was a cool scene. Um, what about you? What uh, one of my like? favorite scenes is. I mean, obviously, I love that scene. Just how crazy he is and just like how angry it's like you can really feel that performance, by the way. But there's another one. The, the, it's a Van Helsing one. I have a couple Van Helsing ones that I really like. <laughs> and it's just funny shit that he says in the movie. I mean, other things in the movie that visually I like. I mean, obviously, I like the vampire where he's actually a fucking creature. He's oh, like the yeah. huge giant bat. Mm-hmm. And he 
hisses at the fucking cross and it burns it. Yeah, that was fucking classic, epic, dude. Classic. One of my favorite scenes in the movie. But there's a scene where at the funeral, Helsing's telling Dr. Stewart, Seward, he's like, uh, Jack, come here. I know you deeply loved her and that is why you must trust me and believe. He's like, believe? How can I believe? Whoa. <laughs> and Van Helsing's like, I want you to bring me before nightfall a set of post-mortem knives. And Jack's like, an autopsy on Lucy as she's laying right behind him. <laughs> and he's like, no, 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 not exactly. I, I just want to cut off her head and take her out, take out her heart. <laughs> I fucking love that. He just says it so casually and like fucking Keanu freaks out, you know. <gasps> whoa, 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 this is too much. I loved every scene with Lucy. Lucy is really I, good. She, that's another thing. When she, there's a couple of scenes that yeah, I really every, love. Anytime she enters in the scene, she takes over the she, fucking scene. She's a great actress. Yeah, and I had no, she's wearing a fucking wig. Like, I had no idea. I like, mean, if you see her in real, like, she, if you see her in real life, completely different. She looks completely different. I'll be honest, like, you know, she's a better actress than Winona. In this, yeah. But she's probably more of a character actress. You know, totally Winona is definitely not a character actress. Mm -hmm. She is straight to the point, you know, mm -hmm. which I know what they were going for. They were trying to do the whole, like, innocent thing with her. Right. You know, because... But I just feel like if she would have had a little bit more spunk, this movie would have been, like, a 10. I think so, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, and maybe like, even her performance, but the the reason they picked her is the what's her name is Lucy, right? It's because she's a little promiscuous and she plays that yeah really, really well. well, totally. So Dude, she, even with Winona, the scenes where she was like at the end when she was getting like possessed or whatever, and she was like you know like stretching right. out her top and she like she knew what she was doing, dude. She was good. Yeah, right there. She was okay. See, I think she... Oh, I'm not talking about Winona. I'm talking about the girl. Oh, I'm not. I was, I was talking about Winona. I oh, yeah, talking about no. Winona. It's not good. It's not I good. guarantee you that's why Gary Oldman had an issue with her. Yeah, I, I agree. Because he felt like he was like, you know... She's not giving it. He's like doing ballet next to someone who's like, Woot, if you hadn't getting gotten that joke, I'd be around here won't not go. <laughs> that's what he probably thought, you know? Like, <laughs> I don't care. Fuck it. I don't think it's going to... I don't think it's going to buzz it. It's only if it's like actually <laughs> the oh, I song. I They're it's, not, it's just not a good song. It's a It is not a racist song. I found I found that out. It's yeah, not a racist it's song. A slave song. No, it is not. It's talking about cotton eye gin. Not cotton you pick out of the fucking <laughs> trees, Christina. Sounds like anyway. <laughs> Everybody always says that. No, look it up. It is not a racist song. Okay, let me go and through. And if I can't dance to that, fuck all of you. I'm kidding. I don't like the song that much. But I did dance to it for my senior for my senior graduation quite a bit because it was the only song that we could dance to that was even close to a rave they song. they didn't even know. Okay. Anyway, guys, I don't fucking hate Winona Ryder, okay? So don't fucking hate me. I'm just saying. Just in this movie. She's yeah, not good in this movie. It's just not the right role for her, but she did okay. She got the job done. Yeah, she got the job done. I mean, I would be a little nervous about something as gothic like that. That's like a fucking classically trained actor's position. Yeah. Not Keanu Reeves and fucking uh, Winona Ryder style. No. These so are like, funny. it's a very English thing to do, you know, like. And all the other, all the other actors in this English. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I can imagine it's like talking to a donkey for them. You know? <laughs> oh, my God. Look at how they're walking about. Her bottom is moving just like a horse. 
And, and then she'd be like, why don't you go floss your teeth with some rope, you fucking tooth snaggle? You know? <laughs> Isn't that the stereotypes for fucking the teeth? Yeah. yeah. But, you know, that, that we eat hamburgers and shit like that. Like, we're cheeseburger land. Why don't you go have a greasy cheeseburger then? So what other what other scenes? Oh, okay. So let's be quick about this. We yes. only got okay. I can be quick. So the scene in the beginning, uh, Keanu Reeves is in the castle, and then he gets seduced by the Dracula's brides. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So That's then, the, wait, hold on. That's the scene that they use in what we do in the shadows in the movie when you first get introduced to the vampire and he's on the ceiling. Uh, right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And he's like, he's like, time to wake up, wake up. And he, he opens the door and you see all the women like, ah! they did the reverse. Yeah. It's like, so funny. Yeah. It really is funny. So that happens. And then Dracula shows up and like hisses him away. Right. And then he, <laughs> Dracula just whips out a baby. You know, he just whips out a baby. So the bride's Snack like, time. yeah, you know, that's a good scene. Yeah, that was a good scene. That was a scene that I I nodded off in. Yeah, I had to oh, go you back and it rewatch. It was, yeah. it was good. The other scene is okay. Lucy died, and they go they go down into her tomb to cut off her head, and you know, stab her in the right, throat, right? Yeah, that's a good and so they just the just the guys like Anthony Hopkins and the three guys. They are just an incredible team. I loved the. I love it when they're together. So they open the tomb. She's not in there. They're like, "What the fuck?" And then, oh, God, I love that scene when she's walking down the steps into the tomb and she has her wedding, the wedding dress on because she was buried in it. And she's cool. And she's holding a toddler. Yeah. The toddler's crying. She already bit it. And yeah. And and the toddler's crying. And then the guys are like, what are you doing? The guys are like freaking out. It's great. Yeah. It's great. And then the whole scene where she's like. She's seducing the guys. Seducing. She's seducing the guys. And then pretty much Anthony Hopkins just like chops her head off. Right. <laughs> it's great. I love it. Which my favorite thing is directly after that, because directly after you see the head get cut off and everything, you see fucking Van Helsing cutting into a rump roast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The transition. The transition. The editing is great. really great here. And Jack and Mina are sitting at the bar with him while he's like chowing down. And, he, and Helsing's like, you must eat. You must eat. We must get prepared for the next phase of the vampire. You know what I mean? Like, and uh, Mina's like, how did Lucy die? And Helsing pauses because he's like, I don't want to tell her because I'm sure it's going to upset her. And Mina was like, was she in great pain? And Helsing's like, ah, fuck it. And then he's like, yeah, she was in great pain. Then we cut off her head and drove a stake through her heart and burned it. And then she found peace. <laughs> and fucking Jack's like, doctor. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> fucking don't let her down easy, huh? There, fucking Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> <laughs> so that that was really really funny. So the end scene, you know, because the, then they go and they they travel. He and then Dracula like lures her like into to his control. And then, like, she just decides to go with him. Like, I'm going to just go with him. And then she, he's so, like, wounded because he got in the battles and blah, blah, blah. So then when she kills him and then they just kind of cut the mural up on the wall of, like, the beginning scene where she's dead on the floor and, like, he's holding her. Right. But now he's dead. So, like, I don't remember the book. Do you, what happened to Mina? I don't know the book Did at she all. Di- so. so when when she went in, she told Keanu 
too. What's his name? Or Jonathan or whatever his fucking name is. Jack. Jack. Like, when this happens to me, you need to do the same for me. You need to do the same for me. So I'm assuming she just, I'm assuming, I'm assuming she just died. Like, he killed her. Probably, yeah. Okay. Because I, then I well, was. Well, I don't know how the lore works. Because, like, if they kill the main because, vampire, yeah, does well, everybody Anthony, change back? Anthony Hopkins said that we need to kill him. And then, like, she would be okay. But I think she already transitioned into. Oh, it was too late. Vampire. It was too late. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's too late. I, I don't know. The lore there is a little different than your. But it was a like, very dr- dramatic. Well, the story was about Vlad. And it was just a very dramatic yeah. Ending to a great movie. It, yeah. It's I mean, a great movie. That's one of your favorites. It really is one of my favorites. This movie does f- have some stumbling blocks in it. Yeah. And it does have some poor performances that are overshadowed, nonetheless, by Gary Oldman and the Lucy character and a few others, you know, who do right. an outstanding performance. And that's why this movie is popular. It may be a nine out of 10, but. I still think this is a beautiful movie. The aesthetics of this right. is just timeless. We gave The Cursed a 9 out of 10, so I mean... Yep, that was a good movie, except the CGI. It got me more excited than this movie. That movie yep, had that, tension and... Uh, yeah, it had story. It had a solid this story. This is just like a nice play to go see. Yeah, it's a play. Yeah, it's a very different film. It's not, it's not, it's as, like, it's not as engaging. It does have some beautiful stuff in it, and it is like a play. It's like going to the theater to see a it's really a, nice play. It's a classic, too. Sure. I would say. You know, we don't get affected by movies like that anymore. Well, <laughs> we're not in our teens. We're, we're older. Yeah. Exactly. We're we're not. It's It wasn't a defining moment of my life. That's true. It's true. Anyway. Just like the next movie, defining moment of my life. But we do have another movie, and that movie is Interview with the Vampire. Which came out in 1995, or is it a vampire? I don't know. It's the vampire. All right, it depends what fucking you know world you Mandela come from. Mandela effect. Yeah. What dimension you're from? Yeah. But the story is a vampire tells his epic life story: love, betrayal, loneliness, and hunger. Tagline: Drink from me and live forever. This is a truly. This is just technically a story about how the leader of Scientology changed Tom Cruise. <laughs> And the roles are reversed, so technically the leader is Lestat. <laughs> Wait, was he in Scientology in 1994? <laughs> I don't Maybe know. Maybe I need to research this. <laughs> I, I don't even funny. know. I think that's funny. It is funny. Uh, anyway, so th- this is a director, Neil Jordan, writer-director. He has done movies like The Crying Game, which he wrote and directed, The Company of Wolves, one of his earlier films, High Spirits. With the dude from Police Academy in it, In Dreams, Byzantium, Greta. Also, this is written by Anne Rice, who, as you know, is a novelist who did the Vampire Chronicles, which include Lestat and Queen of the Damned, as well as this one. She's written several other novels outside of her famous Vampire Chronicles, including the Mayfair Witch trilogy. She also did erotica and and historical fiction as well. None of these books have achieved the fame of sales as the vampire ones, obviously, but she did pass away here recently. She died at December 11th of 2021, so just less than a year ago. Which I sold all my Anne Rice books two weeks before she passed. Eight, oh, wow. Yeah. That's Remember? crazy. What did you do? You killed her. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> she, she, she genuinely was like, what? 
I know. I was pissed. Uh, age 80, by the way, she passed away. So she lived a pretty full life. Uh, she was in New Orleans, by the way. But she was, at the time, working on the script and the TV series, the upcoming TV series called uh, Interview with the Vampire, which looks fantastic. It looks great. It looks almost better than this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, literally. I'm very excited. Um, Like... The I, it's it, there is some controversy about it a little bit though you know of because course there is she changed some characters in the new show which uh, makes me more excited but she changed them and some people are you know change is scary for them <laughs> you know maybe they they really liked the original movie and they didn't need an update or you the know book, there's yeah. a lot of different things but she chose to have a few people of color in the movie as a way to. You know, because she did have, you know, slaves in the movie, but she kind of pushed the date forward on this right. movie a little bit forward. So Which it's is great. It's taking place closer to our time than regular right. in Louisiana and all this other place, too. It's great. Which I think is a pretty cool change, and it will keep a few surprises for us going forward. And it needs to keep the story alive. I, I would like, I would think she did make these changes, and, and the more you research about her, she was prone to do a lot of changes. Right. She had a lot of issues with stuff uh, that she always wants. Because this book is a very big deal to her. You're right. And I'll explain that later on more. But, okay. you know, her novel, The Vampire Lestat, is currently being made into a stage production. Elton John and Bernie Taupin, which I think has already been done. Right. But I don't I don't follow that stuff, so look it up. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the stars in the movie, we obviously have Brad Pitt. Who, you know, I'd probably say Fight Club is one of my favorite movies. Oh, of his. totally with uh, Edward Norton. Oh, my God. But I love that movie. he does a good job in this movie. Tom Cruise is in it. Surprisingly, one of his more this realistic is his best, roles. This is the best role he's ever performed. Probably one of the best. Yeah. It's the best. It, it might be. Um, we also have Antonio Banderas, who's in this. Kirsten Dunst, who was a child actress at the time, who was making like literal fucking money uh, moves when she did this fucking role because uh, yeah. it blew her up because her acting is better than some of the actors in this movie. She totally stands out. She really does, but it was important that she did. Right. And I'll explain later why. But we right. also get Christian Slater who was originally was supposed to be River Phoenix. I'll get more into that later. There's a lot of trivia on that. Um, so stick around for that. But uh, there are so many other more, you know, actors, Stephen Ray, like uh, all these different people that were in the film that do have a lot of roles. But I'm just sticking to the tops. You know the film. I'm not going to go over everybody that was in it. Sorry. But I will say that Stan Winston did do the special effects and makeup for the vampires in this film which almost won, or won some awards, I think, in a couple of places. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything was nominated in this movie for just about everything. They didn't win an Academy Award or a fucking Globe, but it got it's a lot a of nominations. Yeah. yeah, it's a horror movie. Of, of course, course it's not going to. But Stan Winston, he did the vampire makeup, and there's a real fun story on on how he almost didn't get the job, which is laughable. Uh, he's done movies like Aliens, Terminator 1 and 2, Roots, Friday the 13th, 2 and 3, Starman, The Thing, just to name a few. This movie was made on a budget of $60 million, so more than the... Bram Stoker. Bram Stoker's. Yeah. And uh, the box office was a hell of a lot more, too. <laughs> Two hundred and twenty-three million dollars, almost twenty-four million dollars. 
mm-hmm. box office budget total. That's huge. It was. It was a. Big this was a deal. big movie. This movie was a big fucking deal. Didn't they talk about how the books outsold the movie at some point in time? Because yeah. after it's, this movie came out, people wanted wasn't to there something get into, like that? to the ongoing. Yeah, because there's story. three in the book in the series. Exactly. That's why it was exactly. okay. I remember now. Anyway, Christina, what what did you think about this film? All right, all right, here we that go. You picked. So get this again. I saw this movie when it first came out in the movie theaters as a teenager. This movie was a big deal. It was such a big deal that I even went and I bought the book before the movie came out. Right, this is the yeah. First, this is the first movie that I bought the book and I read the book before it came out. Just Same this, here. Yeah. So it was very exciting for me. Well, because me. I heard, a, this is the funny thing. Can I just tell oh, yeah, yeah, real, yeah. real quick, just so that we don't say it again. Um, my neighbor was a big book reader. He read a lot of books. It was uh, the husband of my neighbor who used to watch me occasionally we were really close friends with the family and everything like that and uh he would say he knew i was into like horror and stuff and he uh-huh. was like oh you should read ann rice and so he's the one that told me oh they got me into it mm-hmm. before the movie came out mm-hmm. and so when i read the book the movie came out and it was right. like oh my god yeah i've gotta see this and, yeah exactly and it's so cool that that you you kind of know what's going on right but then you know there's a few especially different when things you're like a child and it's like you you have all this shit in your head but Dude, then you you see the different perspective of it up on the screen and it yeah do you feel like the words that you were saying in your head came out like they did when they said it no, in the movie not at all really so you didn't yeah. you thought it was better i thought it was better in the movie than it was in yeah your head. than my adolescent head dude yeah. I, I i read some of it out loud and some of it in my head and how he was saying it like there's some really big moments yeah they're in the book in the yeah. book yeah so. yeah totally but oh my god like this movie um the set design and the costumes was great i can't even and really the if you really think about it this really is a story of a gay couple adopting a child like <laughs> that's, uh, yeah. that's really the the it's the, ahead of its time for sure it, it really is and then to watch it now and and to see and to, to not see like the adult things you you know what yeah. i'm saying they like, tucked it in far enough so that people didn't go oh it's woke trash yeah anyway just but, uh, they wouldn't have said that this day and age because i think they would they hit it so well they made it, it it's it, it's uh, they didn't like put it in your face well there's some history they, there's they some history in, on anyway. the characters and i have some stuff on that that we'll talk anyway, about anyway I, I what i really like about the story is the transit what what they did in the movie is the transition between him getting interviewed and into the movie like it was perfectly timed because i don't remember that being it that perfectly timed in the book like it felt more of just the story where this they had like a Christian Slater in there and it was oh. it was just it was perfectly transitioned. I, I liked how they did that and I like how they set up the story mm-hmm. and especially like towards the end when you know they had all that shit happening. But anyway, and there is no doubt about it, and everyone says Kristen or Kristen Kristen Dunst. Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten Dunst. It's not Kristen. It's Kirsten. 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 Okay, Kirsten. Or Kirsten Dunst. Whatever. Dunst. Amazing. Like, this was like her first movie. Like, I couldn't even believe it. But I do know some stuff about that, too, because I remember watching some documentaries about that. Anyway, 9 out of 10. Okay, so why do you think it's a 9 out of 10? It's a good, it's like a good movie overall. The story is great. I can't even believe, like, Tom Cruise. Do you think the acting in this is better than the other acting? 
Yes. Obviously. Obviously. Yeah, Everybody. Even I honestly think that the, the side characters are better than like Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise. Right. Like they, they really put their all into it. Like I really think just everyone was like they wanted to make this movie good. Right. So yeah, nine ten. Okay. I like it. What about you? Um, I just as far as scoring it, it's just weird. It's hard for me because obviously it's a classic movie, and then you know, but there's like things about it that I I find infinitely more entertaining in this movie than I do the last one. But you know, whereas the other movie was, you know, it's like a seven point five or an eight because there's some things about it that I just didn't like. This one engages me far better. I don't even like Tom Cruise, and you can't. You have to give it to him, and he does a fantastic job in this fucking movie. It, you, you may be right. This may be his best role that he's ever done. But it's also like a gradual because he's kind of annoying in the beginning, but like then you kind of see his transition. I with just mean Brad his chops Pitt. in general. Like I mean, you could say Top Gun's your favorite movie of him in it. You could say whatever it is, Dirty or Dirty Dancing. What were you? No, no, no. It was like uh, I can't remember the movie where he slides across the floor and his fucking. Socks and underwear or whatever. Risky business. I forgot about that movie. Anyway, uh, he's got a ton of movies that he's charming and charismatic in. But for the most part, I've always kind of felt like Tom Cruise is a stiff fucking dude. And this may be one of his best roles. This is his best role. But anyway, to, to make a long story short, I really do like this movie a lot more than the other one. I would definitely say this is probably like a 8.5 or 9 out of 10 for sure. Um, just performances alone, you know, it, the fact that I don't like Tom Cruise and that he's good in this, uh, you know, obviously this is younger Brad Pitt. He's not as suave, but he does a really good job of playing susceptible in some areas and uh, likable, which is important for the role that he needed to do. Uh, there is some uh, things that I think, you know, he could have done better performance at. But when you find out some of the trivia on this, you'll go, oh, OK, that's kind of fucked up. And you'll understand that he could have had a better performance if they would have given him more time kind of thing. Oh. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Whereas Tom Cruise had infinite amount of time. And of course he's... he's fucking Tom Cruise. Exactly. Yeah. And Brad Pitt is, you know, just as much of a hard worker, if not, than but he Tom... But he was still low man on the total. Right, pole. exactly. He's still got to earn his stripes, so to speak. Uh, and I'm sure that's what Tom Cruise was saying, because this is also a film about the new guy taking over Tom Cruise's fucking movies. Totally. <laughs> it totally is. It really took over his fucking. Mm-hmm. After this, Brad Pitt blew the fuck up yep. and was like, he was in the limelight now and he was surpassing Tom Cruise. And he was taking his roles. He and was shit. taking his roles. He was taking his his uh, jelly, mm-hmm. his rolls, jelly rolls. <laughs> Anyway, I, I'm just saying. But yeah, I like this one. I don't think it's as artistically shot as the other movie totally. that we watched. Like it is a little. Actually, some of the shots are kind of lame. Yeah. Some of them are actually really great, though. But there's some they, they chose to do a lot of wide angle shots, which I don't think they needed to for every single fucking frame. There was a lot of times that they didn't need to do it and they didn't all the time. But it just there was some moments that it felt like too big of a, like it was just too much going on that you didn't need in the scene. Mm-hmm. And they needed to kind of crop it better or something like that. I think that's really picky and stupid considering I'm, I'm not a director, but just that's how it feels to me after watching the other movie, which everything was like picture perfect. And there was a little bit of CGI in this film that did not age well. True, there is. 
Yeah, but you know. Yeah, it happens. I, I, I understand it. And I can overlook it because of the times. It's not that bad for its time either. No, 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 no. So, um, but yeah, I really like the story in this one. I like the idea of vampires being in the modern age, and you get to kind of see it in the period format all the way to fucking nowadays. Which you know, it's a guy telling a vampire telling his story to a a journalist. The best piece that this guy's ever gonna get in his entire life should have been a podcaster. Yeah. <laughs> That's another thing, right? We, uh, <laughs> podcasting with a vampire, with the vampire. <laughs> Part two. Podcast of the vampire. There's got to be a fucking podcast there out there. There has to be. Podcast pro- of the vampire. It's probably of podcast a- Podcast with the with vampire. a vampire. Yeah, there you go. Just to fuck people over, yeah. you know? Anyway, but yeah, um... Tom Cruise really, really, really does perform very well in here. He, I, I definitely think he outperforms Brad Pitt, but there are some really it's good Brad Pitt moments in it. And obviously, Kirsten Dunst is just in, insanely better than she is nowadays. Why didn't she get a fucking... Uh, no, no, Kristen, no. She's a really good actress. I know she's nowadays. good. I've seen her. Just give me a second. It's just the roles. You can feel how you feel. I'm going to express how I feel. How okay. about that? yeah. <laughs> It's my birthday, bitch. You said no to me, though. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was trying to explain. I was talking to Devin online because I told him I was watching this. I put it, I put it up on my social media. Mm-hmm. And uh, Devin was like, yeah, she actually has a better performance than her stuff that she does nowadays, pretty much. And I'm like, you know, I don't think he's necessarily wrong about that because it's totally different. It feels like totally different people. From her acting nowadays to then. Obviously, she was a child, <laughs> but that's not how children act. No. Not like that. She not was like ex- that. outstanding in it. And she, it is really, it's a very important role to Anne Rice. So. Right, it is. It is not, she had. She gave it. She got the, the, the of top that. of it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. as picky as she was about that particular role in general, which we'll talk about later. But yeah, I really think it's a good movie. I definitely like it. 8.5 out of 9. Uh, 10? Out of 10 or 9, I'm saying. It's an 8.5 or 9 out of 10. You're dyslexic with numbers recently. I'm just tired of you talking over me. It's <laughs> <laughs> my birthday, bitch. Yeah, well, anyway. So, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I know there are people that don't like vampire movies very much. This You one, don't like vampire movies very if, much. If, if you were going to let me finish, I would have going to say that, actually. She keeps talking over me. I don't know what it it's is. It's my birthday, bitch. It's because she's drunk. That's what it is. She doesn't take cues very well. This is your fault. <laughs> this is your fault. Anyway, I usually don't like these kind of vampire films, but I think this is more of a guy vampire film, as you would call it, the stereotypical totally. guy. Uh, because there's more brutality in it. There's more violence. There's more sexual elements in it. There is a lot more, like... I don't know, just fucked up shit in the movie. There was a couple of times that me and Christina looked at each other and started cracking up. You know what I mean? Because there's like one of my favorite scenes, and you better not pick that scene because... My papillons! I, 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 haven't, I had it like ready to go. Anyway, I think it was a fun watch, though. I'm anxious. It definitely makes me curious to watch the show. I was what like, a read read the book. If, if the show hasn't wasn't coming out, it would probably make me want to go read the book again. But since the show's coming out, I'm not doing both. Question: Would you want to watch Queen of the Damned with Aaliyah? I've seen it. I've tried to give it a chance. I just don't like it because the the music that they chose to use in it 
just didn't feel right for the actor and all that other shit. Oh, okay. It, in the books, it was supposed to be something completely different than totally. what it was. Yeah. And it also didn't make sense to me there. That's why I'm not a big fan of Queen of the Damned. They turned it into, hey, let's put all these spicy people in it instead of just like picking like good actors that, you know, like I'm not saying that they weren't good actors. I'm just saying like that's what they were focused on when they wanted to do this movie. Oh, okay. Is they wanted to do people who were cool in the spotlight right now rather than. Right. Let's do a good movie. Yeah. She did a great job. I just don't think it's anywhere near as good as Interview with a Vampire. Oh, no, no, it's not at all. Yeah, it's not even in the same class. It's like a joke. Uh, it, is, to it. it is in a different class, but I, I don't know. I enjoyed it. I, I don't think it's just that great, but I did enjoy it. Right. I, I don't know. It's weird. I, it's funny because at the end of this movie, I was like, he's going to be in a rock band. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, right. so. Uh, but yeah, we got some trivia on this that I think you guys will enjoy. There's a lot of it, so buckle the fuck up. Uh-oh. This is going to be a little longer episode than you're normally used to, probably by 10 or 15 minutes, but we'll try to go through it as quick worth, as possible. It'll be worth it. As long as Christina doesn't keep talking Hello? over me. Who is this person? <laughs> anyway, I love you. Me too. I, I want to strike the shit out of you. <laughs> anyway, if you uh, have not seen this movie and you want nothing spoiled, Here is your warning. Do not spoil it. Follow our timestamps down below to find out what we're watching next week, which is a theme for Labor Day. So you'll have to figure that one out. But yeah, tune in at the end and uh, we'll uh, see you next time if we don't hear from you from here on out. But if you don't want anything spoiled, here's your warning. So there is a lot of really great trivia on this movie that I found that is interesting about the actors and how it came about and what they had to do and just a ton of stuff. So just get ready. They almost made this a musical instead of a fucking regular oh film, my by the God. way. And they almost gender flipped Louis and Lestat. Because of the relationship. Because of the, the, the a lot of the homoerotic nature right. of this film and at the time, you know. Yeah. It, might not have been appealing to general audiences, but right. as we know now, get yourself fucked. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It didn't matter back then, but it matters today. So <laughs> for some fucking reason, I don't know. Anyway, at the time, they almost had Cher play uh, a vampire. Oh, my God. Because she was going to dress like a man, and that was going to be the gender flip. Oh, well. Right. And Rice also had Rudger Hauer, who almost played Lestat as well. But there were so many people who were involved in almost playing somebody because Anne Rice was being very particular. As she should. Yeah. I it's mean, her story. Daniel Day-Lewis got the part, but dropped out. And then Johnny Depp turned down the role of Lestat, which is funny. So Cruz got it. And yeah. Anne Rice was not happy about this about Tom Cruise? Yeah, she did not like him at all. She fucking absolutely hated him. And I can I can probably sense why. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because if you look at some of his roles and stuff, I don't know. She just did not like him. She was so upset about this that she ended up leaving the set. Wow. And, and pissed off uh, David Geffen, the producer. Mm-hmm. And Cruise caught wind of this, actually. And decided that he would honor her as much as possible because he wanted to earn her approval. In fact, it it pissed him off so much that he became ultra obsessed with the role. And so he actually reread the script so many times that he knew it by heart. Wow. He went on to read every single book she wrote Mm -hmm. in prep for this. 
So this is how much prep time he had. Okay. And he even went on a specific diet to check to to do his cheekbones to appear like she described Lestat in the books. I didn't know all this. Yeah, he learned to play piano, as a matter of fact, for the first time. Multiple songs. So that was him playing? That was him playing. Wow. And he learned it to play, not just like learn to play it, kind of. Like literally flawlessly, he learned it so that he could jump in at any point in time and play the two songs. Wow. At any point in time he wanted. Mm -hmm. Just out of his memory. So I thought that was really cool. He also researched 18th century French aristocrats as well. Even went to France to soak up the culture there in the museums. (laughs) Like, this is how ridiculous he got. He was, like, really obsessed. He was obsessed. It sounds like he's, like, you know, you know, I mean, it sounds like the kind of person he is. No, it kind of sounds like an ego thing. He got pissed off because she got, like, Whatever it takes, man. Yeah, which is a good thing, I guess. And weirdly enough, he watched tons of wildlife videos of lions, believe it or not, to treat every one of the victims in the movie like prey. <gasps> oh, okay, that makes sense. So he literally watched them and how they kind of swayed about the room and that swagger that they had before they attack. Mm-hmm. Like, Jesus, dude. <laughs> wow. But in the end, Anne Rice actually ended up apologizing to, you know, the director and the producer, Geffen, after seeing the finished film of the movie. And she was like, yeah, I've got to eat crow. She was like, Cruz was fantastic in the film. Mm-hmm. She even took a, a two-page ad out in Vanity Fair multiple times saying that she apologized. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. That's how That's how she thankful she was that they made him. Yeah, that they actually, yeah, yeah. did it. So that's really cool. It's just crazy. You know, things you get so attached to as an artist. Oh, yeah, as you should. Yeah, I mean, and part of the reason that she was so obsessed with this role, guys, and this is the history part that you probably, you may not know, actually. I didn't know it till today, but she was only obsessed with this book so much because this book is something she wrote directly after the death of her daughter, and it meant so much to her, which, you know, she was in such hell that she poured all of herself into this book in five weeks after her daughter's death. And that's why Claudia, the child in the movie, who's played by Kirsten Dunst, is such an important role in this movie because, in a way, Lestat and Louis are the parents like she was. Mm-hmm. And Claudia is the child. Is her daughter. Is her daughter. Did you see the pictures <clears throat> of her daughter up against... Kristen Dunst as a character. No, they look similar. It is. I want to cry. It's insane. Wow. She, it's Chris, insane. Kristen Dunst almost won. She won some awards like at the Fangoria thing and like that. They didn't even nominate her any of the big ones. Though. Oh, that's sad. And that is sad because that was a hell of a performance for a child. Mm-hmm. That, that that could probably be one of the best performances in, in, yeah, but in adolescent, recent cinema. Yeah. So. It was that great. And yeah, because the her Anne Rice's daughter died so young. It was in the seventies, actually. Like, she uh, here I'll tell you right now. Hold on, seventy-five. Well, Interview with a Vampire was actually written. <clears throat> it was published in nineteen seventy-six, but she based it on the uh, a short story that she wrote in nineteen sixty-eight. So oh, okay. the novel centers on vampire Louis Dupont, 
Dulac, and that's what that's all about. That's why she has this. Mm-hmm. So the short story, I guess, is what she wrote in five weeks, maybe, or this book. I'm not 100% sure. Mm-hmm. But I would assume that it was probably this book, and they're getting it confused somehow in the, in the uh, information. But either way, it is about her daughter, and it is a very big deal to and, her. And if you ever get the chance, Google Google the daughter and Kristen Dunst. Just and to like, look at they it. They look exactly the well, same. We should put up same. a we should put up a picture of them. Okay, we'll try. We'll try to remember. Write it that. down. But the film was a subject of controversy due to inspiring a, a real life crime. By the way, shortly after the release of this film, which I didn't know about, on November seventeenth in nineteen ninety four, a man named Daniel Sterling and his girlfriend Lisa Stellwagen watched the film together. The next day, Sterling stabbed Stellwagen, his girlfriend seven times in her chest and sucked the blood from her wounds. Apparently the woman survived and Sterling was arrested and he claimed in court that the film influenced his plan and the jury convinced him of attempted first degree murder among several other charges. So he didn't get the crazy plea as he shouldn't. Yeah. That's like weird (laughs) blaming a movie. I'm so glad you are nineties. It's so nineties to be like, Blaming video games, I'm blaming a movie, blaming music, like that's guys, what did. girls. If your significant other is is gives you bad vibes while you sleep, get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> is yeah. that, that's why we don't sleep at the same time. Yeah, that's why we sleep with different <laughs> blankets, and I have a machete system set up so that she. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, some of the scenes were actually shot in San Francisco, like the the modern day stuff was all shot in uh, San Francisco. I believe he was uh, where he's being interviewed and. In that building. Because they go across the Golden Gate Bridge, which, by the way, this was the first time in history that a film had ever shut down two lanes of traffic on the Golden Gate Bridge. Oh. So they were able to do that. That's Mm -hmm. crazy. Uh, Obviously, uh, Christian Slater uh, played the role of... The interviewer. The interviewer, um, which was supposed to be played by River Phoenix, who, as we know, died outside the Viper Lounge. The Viper Room. The Viper Room, that's right. Mm-hmm. I say lounge. He I'm overdosed. thinking of Cobra Lounge and Viper, <laughs> you know. The Viper are... Room in Hollywood. Yeah, which he died of an overdose. And if you watch any of the ghost shows, they always go to the Viper Room because I guess it's still open and they talk to him, which I think is bullshit. Yeah, I, I always you know, find that bullshit. hokey shit. But he did uh, the film for free, by the way. Oh, he did? Yep. Christian uh, Slater. I miss him. Yeah, he did the film for 100% free, not because he knew how big this movie was, but because he loved River Phoenix so much. Right. I think he he looked up to him in a lot of ways, and they were friends probably, but he did the film for free. I mean, he got paid for it, but he donated the money, the $250,000 he got for it, Mm -hmm. to two of River Phoenix's favorite charities. Oh, that's cool. So I thought that was really, cool. That's really I, cool. I I never knew that about him. Why didn't Christian? Why didn't Why didn't Tom Cruise? I've always kind of thought Christian Slater kind of felt like a douchebag, but that was it, kind no, of no. It's because of the roles he's played, like it's a true. pop up the he volume. Like he was a, a douche. Oh, Heather's. He was a douche in Heather's. It's true. Um. Yeah. It was just because of the roles he's been in, but he wasn't a douche. He was also a douche in uh the robot show. Oh okay. Yeah, he was a manipulator. That's for sure. Yeah. Um. Some of the some of the uh scenes in the movie there's one in particular where steven ray does this tap dance sort of thing mm-hmm. which was he goes up against the the tunnel wall he does the jamiroquai no it's not jamiroquai <laughs> it's actually fred astaire oh sorry oh you yeah. meant the dance okay yeah I, so, I meant the the room moving 
Stephen Ray uh, did a nod to Fred Astaire in a movie called Wedding Bells, where Fred Astaire danced up the side of the wall and on the ceiling. They had a rotating room, just like they did for this movie. But yeah, I thought that was really cool. It was a cool scene. It definitely is. Stephen Ray does a a good job of being a vampire in this movie. Uh, I don't recognize him from anything. I thought he was the guy from all of fucking uh, Tarantino's movies where he played the like, German dude and fucking uh, like glorious, glorious bastards. bastards. No, he was and in then, a- uh, Django and Chain. And- no, when he was in Underworld, that's where I know. Right, him from. okay. But they look the same. Also, Antonio Banderas was not doing real good speaking English in a lot of their scenes, and he had to, you know, they were having troubles even before he had this role. But this is a big role, and he was very popular at the time because he did El Mariachi and Mm -hmm. all these other fucking movies that were, like, big. And uh, he was coming up, so they wanted him in this movie. Technically, the role that he was playing, that Antonio Banderas' character... Armando. Yeah, he was supposed to be a redheaded Russian guy. Right. And they were like, fuck it, we got Antonio Banderas, let's fucking do this shit. So they did. And apparently this was the main role that got him more money in Hollywood. So after he did this role, he could ask for anything. Right. So good on him. He knew he fought for this one, I think. And he was big enough at the time to make it in. He was good in this, too. Yeah. No, 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 no. He He, was cute. He I thought he played pretty menacing and susceptible really well. It Mm kind of. I think what it was is I was so surprised that he was such a, a bitch by the end. You know what I mean? Because he was yeah. like, I'll, I'll die. I'll, I'll, I won't live if you leave me. And he's like, you're the one that killed my fucking daughter. Yeah. You killed my fucking daughter and you want me to be your best friend? Yeah. You want me to be your lover? To live with that? He's yeah. like, and part of me actually wanted to. But because you killed my daughter, fuck you. Right. And that's why I just can't. It's a schemey little mm-hmm. shit. And, you know, like. In the end, of the, the bigger scheme of things, when you think about it, and, and this is Antonio Banderas' role in the film, where he's like, time heals all wounds kind of thing, and, you know, they're vampires, so they forget yeah, things. Yeah, they they fall out of love and everything all the time. Yeah, because there's so much time they have. They have right. so much time. You would think they would value things a little bit more, but anyway. Brad Pitt hated the shoot. Yeah? Yeah, Pitt didn't get a script until two weeks before shooting. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? So he couldn't, like, go to France and go to the museum. Dude, you know him being a male actor going to fucking, to 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 be Tom Cruise's, he's going to be the main Pres- star. Right. And he's got to outdo Tom Cruise. Right. You know what I mean? Like, this is Brad Pitt being the number lead actress, and they didn't give him the fucking paper until two weeks before. That's weird. Why I feel like that's that? Tom Cruise doing yeah, like he they, he didn't want him to do right. a job, and they he didn't, didn't wanna, tell him he didn't want to get outstaged because it's Tom Cruise's ego, because he was so mad because of Anne Rice, so he was like probably yeah, so he wanted to outstage yeah Brad Pitt just like a fuck little bitch. But apparently Brad Pitt must have had a lot of time because he did all that shit. How are you going to learn to play piano in like it had to have been months yeah. before? You know what I mean? At least. You can't just start to learn to play piano like that. Maybe he had the spirit of Scientology behind him. Holy spaceships, activate! (laughs) Holy spaceships, activate! (laughs) 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 But anyway, Brad almost quit. He was like, fuck this shit. I'm done. I'm losing my mind. I can't fucking act. I want to need, I need to act. I can't just do this role two weeks before the fucking, you know, thing like that. 
And then, so he told his agent, he was like, look, I just, how much is it going to cost me to get out of this? Mm -hmm. And they were like, oh, 40 million. And he was like, okay, yeah, so we're not doing that. <laughs> He's like, well, I guess I'm just going to have to suck it up and do it. And he said that helped encourage him to just get it done. Oh. But I really feel like if they would have given him the script longer, we could have had a better movie than we even got. Right. He might have even been even better. But who knows? Maybe because of the 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 tension. I also heard that uh, Brad Pitt was really miserable because he didn't even go in the sunlight. So he spent like all six weeks. There in was the dark. some of that too. They um also had uh like they would put the actors upside down so that they could paint the the the, the oh the veins the veins in their head, mm-hmm. and it would take thirty minutes for the veins to pop out. God. And then they would do like the makeup real quick. And then it sometimes it wouldn't be enough. So they had to do it again. Oh, my God. And then they so it took three and a half hours to four hours to do the makeup for these things mm-hmm. every time. Mm-hmm. And that was uh, taxing on a lot of people right there just in itself. Anybody right. that was a vampire, at least not to mention Cruz and, and Brad Pitt didn't actually get along 100 percent. Cruz actually was complaining about Brad Pitt's armpits because it's apparently a thing. <laughs> Brad Pitt doesn't put deodorant on. <laughs> and I, I I don't think he's just, I think he's like one of those guys that doesn't like to wear like deodorant. Right. Which, yeah. Yeah, because of the like whatever's in it. You know what I mean? Maybe. Yeah. He seems like that kind of guy a little bit. Yeah. Because, you know, Angelina Jolie, she even complained about it apparently in other films mm-hmm. uh, too before they were like, you know what I mean? Because they broke up and then they're back together again right now, right? No, no, no. No, they're, but they're not best friends together. or something, right? No, they're I don't think they are at all. Like they just went through a huge lawsuit because of this wine valley that they own. Oh, I can't remember. I can't keep up with that shit. But anyway. I can. Angelina Jolie talked about it too, so obviously it might be true. Mm-hmm. Rumor is that uh Cruz was paid apparently ten million dollars to do this role, which usually he got twenty. Uh-huh. But he did get some residuals to uh, cover some of that so like you know it's basically you get a percentage of whatever ticket the movie sales, does yeah <clears throat> not ticket sales or, i think just know, the, yeah <clears throat> how much they make off of it but there's a lot of times where uh movies won't have money enough at all so they just go hey we'll just give you stock in the movie or like you know like shares mm-hmm. of the movie or whatever and if it does well then you can make your money and i honestly would have probably taken that over the 10 mil but maybe he got both well, you don't it's... know because you don't know if there's gonna be a pandemic and then the theaters shut down just saying <laughs> well he's the one that wanted the closed set by the way oh really so they built tunnels to all of from his dressing room all the way to the wow. set every time that's crazy so maybe that's what they're talking about going outside maybe that's oh, they why didn't brad see sunlight yeah they didn't see sunlight also stan winston who i mentioned who did the effects had to actually prove that he was good enough to do this which is hilarious because neil jordan thought he was just the dinosaur guy oh uh, you see what i'm saying yeah so he was like no dude i fucking did fucking terminator you know aliens the thing <laughs> I've done a lot of shit, dude. Like, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? <laughs> so uh, he was like, oh, I just thought you were the dinosaur guy. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway, yeah, so he had to, like, prove himself. And then, of course, he almost won, he won awards and stuff for the makeup. Like, he got nominated mm-hmm. and stuff for a lot of the makeup and stuff for this. Which, apparently, Anne Rice, she had excised some of the stuff in this movie's, uh, like, story. 
Mm-hmm. Like a lot of stuff. She cut out the daughter. Really? Yeah, maybe it was just too painful for her. Yeah, might have been. She, but apparently Neil Jordan, who signed on specifically because he liked the book and he only wanted to do a book version if mm-hmm. he was going to do it. And she was changing things in the background and mm-hmm. he didn't like it. Oh. And he was like, uh-uh, we're sticking to the book. He said, so she wanted to cut the blood or between her and the producers. Right. They wanted to cut the blood down a lot because apparently this movie was more I'm violent sure. than than. I remember the book being really violent. It is. Yeah. And, and, and this movie was also much more violent, too. And they had to cut back on it a little bit because. You yeah, know, you didn't a lot to, of people yeah. were complaining about the violence in the movie, too. And Even they, as it is, they were complaining about the violence in the right. movie. So, Neil Jordan said the reason you got the little girl sex and blood in it is because of him. Oh, okay. But um, one of the things that everybody always you know talks about in this movie is not just that Tom Cruise does a great job, but obviously we've talked about Kirsten Dunst a little bit, too. Well, she almost didn't get the role. She actually flubbed, like big time flubbed, her per her trial, her little test, her interview. Oh, the audition. She she walked out of the audition, and her coach was outside the door and heard it and listened to the whole thing, and it was nothing like they had practiced. Oh, and they were like, they turned they turned her around and told her to go to apologize to them and that she was going to do it again. Oh. Oh, yeah. And so she did. And because she did, she got the role. Okay. Because it was a great performance at that point in time. Uh huh. So, you know, she was just a nervous kid. She was just a nervous, nervous kid like anybody else. But, but thank God for the coach. Mm -hmm. She gave that girl her career. Mm-hmm, totally. Do you know what I mean? Like she earned it. I'm just saying. Like yeah, if, she's talented, obviously. Clearly, but again, like she was probably nervous, and she she did something that she wasn't coached to do. Right. It, I would be and, nervous yeah. too. Oh, me too. Totally. I can't do shit like that. Are you fucking kidding me? Even as an adult. Speaking of the violence, by the way, Oprah hated this movie. Oh my. Oh God. Oh God. I remember. I remember. You. She didn't want to talk about the book. She didn't want to talk Dude, about the movie. She had them. I remember she had them on an episode. She had Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt on the Oprah Winfrey show to promote the movie. And then she brought this bitch brought like Christians on his shit. Right. So Oprah Winfrey said she left the movie. She walked out of the movie. Yeah. Early, supposedly. Yeah, it was when Tom Cruise bit into the rat and put it into the glass. Uh, okay. Because yeah, I heard it was early on in the movie. Yeah, I, I remember that. That is one, when I watch this movie, I always I always think of Oprah bitching about the movie. That's so crazy. Like it's like, what did you think a fucking movie about vampires is going to be? But it goes to That's show what you I was that thinking. like I mean the 80s happened. It's not like we didn't have violence mm. in movies, but I think violence became kind of mainstream in the 90s. In well, in the movies. It's because you're you were putting more of these mainstream actors in these types of movies and and really it's because it's a great story it's a really great story and you have to have the violence in there because that's what makes it a great story and more realistic yeah the the, so the thing it's, about it's this movie that push. sells it is that is that realism yeah it yeah. really is and it, of course it's going to freak people out because at that time 
they weren't used to that and they felt like they needed to rebel they had to push against it well, because they wouldn't be a good christian if they didn't bitch about and it and early early test screenings of the movie even said it was a little too violent so it was ahead of right. its time a little bit you know what i mean right. like it was more violent in the mainstream than than i think mainstream was used to but then we got but, Saul in 2000s so i mean <laughs> I it's know, like, like 10 years later it's like or not even like eight years yeah, later yeah. yeah that's what i'm saying like 2000s really is 90s is where it started getting more realistic they were, they were like gotta be more realistic it. gotta be more realistic right. that was everything hannibal you know right. all that shit was coming out and it started getting more Seven, dark yeah which brad pitt was in very much yeah like the dark dramatic suspenseful fucking right. realistic kind of movies that was a big thing and that even affected uh marvel movies and like superhero movies and shit like that before we got like actual comic book hero movies we had a a thing of like a weird early thing of like superheroes that were darker you know we got the right. watchmen that came out around oh yeah it was our adolescence right is what yeah that was like the shit that we liked to read when we were younger yeah. i guess but anyway i just think it's interesting how that how the 90s has affected movies and then into the 2000s just, into today. just that movie getting on the oprah winfrey show i mean it was a big deal because yeah. they they didn't do shit like it's that. crazy to think that this is that violent of a movie but there are some scenes in the movie oh, it, is a, it is a violent movie especially towards the end when there's like are we in the spoiler section? Yes. When there's like people on fire and shit when he goes <laughs> in and they're, they're like flinging, they're on fire and they're flinging. So it really is an action movie. I was thinking about that when we were watching Yeah, it. I tried to just enjoy the movie this time when it came because I knew we were going to have a lot of trivia. So I just kind of wrote down the scenes that I liked and stuff like that, right. which we can get into now. I'm going to go first since you went first last time. And I know you're going to bring up the poodles. Um, yeah, I mean, that definitely is my favorite. <laughs> it's a great scene. Uh, so Louis is getting busy with the evil lady aristocrat while Lestat is kind of like uh, macking on the dandy fop, which is the effeminate male that follows her around and killed her husband for her, the aristocrat evil lady. And her dogs, he's like sitting down on the grass next to a tree and her dogs just start barking at him. And so he yanks one of the dogs and eats it and eats the other one. And he throws the dog and she's like, murderer, murderer. And then he like, <laughs> my papillons, my, my papillons, pe my papillons. It's like, bitch, you killed people. <laughs> but I always think about, you know, like that's something I got I to gotta bring up. And I'm sure other people do this, too. Do you guys ever watch or see people in real life who are douchebags or bad people and you go, God, I feel bad for that dog. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. like the late, like the Karens. Yes. That's like, what I'm talking about. Yeah, like stuff like the, that. The like guy watching the I'm birds. Like, I'm, I'm just, or just some like crazy fucking racist piece of shit. You know what I mean? And I'm just like thinking to myself, well, they probably don't treat them poorly, you know, necessarily because they do. I'm sure some of them do, but I'm they just saying, do. like, hopefully they're getting the love and attention that they deserve because we spoil the fuck out of our dog. It is like our child. <laughs> he is our child. What are yes. you talking about? So I don't know. It's just funny. When I saw that, I was kind of tragic, you know, but yeah, I loved I was it. Like, Why Me and you, you looked right at each other when he threw the dog and we like, <laughs> you laughed. And you yeah. usually, this, well, is, this bitch is fucking angry if a fucking dog gets kicked for a second like well no i think that whole scene though when tom cruise comes running up 
and starts yelling at him and then breaks that lady's neck. That's what I think. <laughs> oh, funny. that's what it was. He broke yeah, her neck. That's he, right. He like <laughs> so funny. And then he's like pissed. Tom Cruise is all pissed off, yelling at Brad Pitt. Like, what did you do? He, you know, talking like that. <laughs> well, you know, and then of course, you know, I loved uh, his back and forth with Louis. You know, mm-hmm. there's some really funny stuff in there with Tom Cruise, which, you know. I don't know. He's got more personality in this than half his career. Exactly. So it's crazy to me, like to see him act so well, because normally when you see Tom Cruise act happy, he seems like he's putting on a fake smile. Mm -hmm. Does that, you know what I mean? Yep. Like that meme where you got the fucking face over the, you know, Yeah. it's just, I don't know. It just, it's something feels off about it, but in this role, it makes him shine. It totally does. Because you know it's, Lestat has got a secret behind him. Yeah, he's like, he's like fake almost. So it's perfect for Tom for Cruise. For Tom Cruise. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, because you feel like he's just going to, he's going to eat one of your like animals or something like that when you're not looking or something like that. Right. Like, and he probably would. Tom Cruise like. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, bear. <laughs> Anyway, um, what about you? What's another scene okay, you like? Okay, the scene uh, after like he burns down his house and shit, and they're in a, a hotel room and they have prostitutes over. Oh yeah. So, and then uh, Tom Cruise is like seducing one of the prostitutes and like uh, uh, kills one of them, and then goes to the other one and then like bites her booby, and then she's like the the performance on her when she during this part, her performance was great. So he like bitter boob and she's like bleeding and she's not realizing She's like having it. an orgasm basically. Yeah. So she once she realizes it when her face changes like and then she started realizing that they're going to kill me and then she starts freaking out and she's yeah. like begging Louie and then the, uh, Lestat and Louie are like having back and forth and she's just like standing there like what the fuck. She starts panicking. Yeah. And then uh, and then Lestat uh, rips the there's a there's a a uh, like a coffee table right that he has a, a sheet over and then he he like throws the sheet over and it's a coffin and she's like it's a coffin it's a coffin <laughs> and then he like puts her in the coffin and then like closes the coffin right and then they keep arguing him and Louis are just arguing because right, Louis doesn't want yeah Louis doesn't want to kill anybody you know he's having problems with it yeah which of course Cruz does a really good job making fun of him the whole time. Right. Ah, uh, good old Louie. Can't do it, can he? <laughs> so I'll then, just watch you in your terror. So then Lestat ultimately just kills her, and then Louie's, like, pissed, so he leaves. So he leaves, and there's a plague going on. There's plague everywhere. It's like, bring out your dead. There's a guy with yeah. a pan. He's like, bring out I'm your dead. I'm not dead yet. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Louie sees a little girl, and she's crying against her dead mom, who's probably been dead for, like, weeks. Dude, when Tom Cruise comes in and starts dancing with that body. Yeah, with the Bob's body. I've got a golden ticket. I've got a golden. But it's Kristen Dunst or Claudia. And then Louie bites into Claudia. And then, yeah, Tom Cruise busts in and then starts dancing. Well, every time uh, fucking uh, Lestat comes in, he feels guilt. Right. Because he's like, it's like he's almost ready to be Lestat. But every time he comes in, he just realizes his shame. Like, it's almost like Lestat makes him feel the shame that he does. Right. 
because he sees that version of Lestat and how disgusting he is. And does not want to become him. Right. But in the same regard, he's like his brother because he has no one else. Mm -hmm. And who is he going to, you know? Yeah, he needs that companionship because he doesn't know what the fuck's going on. Right. Even though it's been like 100 years. But anyway, so then, of course, Lestat turns Claudia into a vampire. How old do you think she is? Like eight or nine? I have no idea. I don't know. I think 12, maybe. Oh, that. Yeah. Okay. 12. Yeah, so then there, there's that whole dynamic of, you know, two guys with... The, One and cup. Then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I love the story of Claudia, <gasps> I, of being a vampire and n- never growing up and always being a child. And then all of it, you know, her getting very pissed off because... Yeah, that's been, excellent you story know, writing. It's, it's been 30 years. Nothing has changed. Right, and it's obviously her writing about her letting go of her child. Yeah, it really is. And it's so it's like definitely the most impactful part of the movie. Right, because her child never, you know, got to grow up. Right, and you really and do got- think about it ethically, is it wrong, you know? Because she probably was thinking in her mind like would she bite, would she bite her child to keep her to around? Keep her around right. immortal at right. that, yeah, forever. And so, you know, Louis and Lestat are the two different versions of herself agreeing or disagreeing with the situation which they both kind of feel like it's wrong but Lestat does it because he knows he needs companionship and that Lestat's not the the answer which you know I also love the whole dynamic where she's getting older and she's like 40 years old right and she's like I can't hate you Louie no matter how much I try I can't hate right, you right because he didn't want her to die right like, that's that was the whole the whole deal and he fucking dude there's a scene where fucking uh, Lestat is playing the piano really well and going crazy. And she comes in and he's like, your presence is fucking annoying. <laughs> <laughs> that that part was great when he was annoyed. Yeah. There's a few scenes like that. And she comes up to him and she like hugs him and then preys on his like weaker senses, which is that he just wants family as well. Right. And he's just such a, 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 you know, sucker. He's a green hat with an orange bill sticking out of the whole whole fucking family. You know what I mean? Like, he just doesn't, I don't know, something about him just does not fit. And so she woos into a sense. She's like, I've got a gift for you. And dude, I love this scene because she goes in and she's like, look what I brought you. And she lays down on these two um, twin boys. And he's. I gave him a thimble full of brandy. Yeah, I gave him a thimble full of brandy. brandy. That's all it took. And she picks up his hand, one of the kids' hands, and drops it. And he's like, So we're not mad at each other anymore. She's like, No, we're good. Even Steven. Even Steven. And then uh, he bites into one of the kids, and then he realizes he's like, Oh, dead blood. <laughs> you gave my dumb rod. That's the first rule you taught me. Yeah, so she used it against him. And it's like, she's like, I use laudanum because it killed them, but it still keeps their fucking blood warm. So you wouldn't know the difference. <laughs> and then he, because as I was thinking about, like, if he can hear their heartbeat, why wouldn't he know? So it's kind of a yeah, it's iffy a rough, thing yeah. there. If you really think about it, like, him being tricked is not easy. Yeah, but it was really cool when he was freaking out and then she slit his throat. Dude, and then it was just like blood She was a everywhere. fucking straight up G about that shit. She <laughs> comes up and just like slits his throat like all crazy. And then she has that moment where she's like, he's like, oh my God. Like, you know, fucking Louie comes in. Oh my God. Oh my God. Everyone's we, like, oh my God. What are we doing? Take him to the swamp. 
And he like he's like, what have you done? <laughs> he was like, he was my maker. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, but we can put him in the swamp. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so yeah, that was cool. That, there's that, what uh, what else do you got? Anything? What well, okay. One of the parts that really uh, stuck out to me for a long time, you know, they go to London and stuff and they, they obviously are, are her and Louis are, are separating like there's this is where Banderas is. Yeah. Yeah. They you know, we've kind of talked about it. It's time for them to move on. So she actually I know they explain it more in the book. I don't exactly remember, but she does find another mother to what. A surrogate, sort of. I'm pretty sure it was a it, it was a lady who had lost a child, and th- th- for some reason, it's she, been a while for me. Yeah, dude. yeah. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. I vaguely but, remember something like that too, but I, I don't know. She deba- Claudia demands Louis make her into a vampire so she can take care of her. You know, they go back and forth. But then the other London vampires come and they arrest them and then they throw them in the hole. Right. And then the sun rises and then they turn to ash. That's my fit. That was the one I was going to name next. Yeah. I mean, that's like, like a big, big, big part. But when he gets really angry is. afterwards is what I love. Yeah. I love when he's walking down the hallway mm-hmm. after finding them dead in that, you know, melted by the sun or whatever. And he goes upstairs and then um, he waits. Time passes. They don't really explain it that well. Yeah. Well, he gets buried alive. And then Antonio Banderas takes him out. That's right. And then he goes back to the place and uh, burns the motherfucker down. But there was this scene with uh, Stephen Ray's character, the who plays the Reaper in as one of the vampires. He's the real leader, technically. He's right. he's the guy that's out of control that Banderas can't control. He runs the plays they yeah. do. So it's like this dichotomy between Banderas and him. Yeah, and then he's like stuck in the old ways and they don't want to, to move on into right. like society. They want to stick to their ways. Yeah, like they're newer vampires, so they act like different than him. Mm-hmm. And he needs someone like... He needs someone Louis. new, yeah, from the new world who knows, like... No, he needed somebody from the old world, is what he was saying. Wasn't he? He said they're stuck in their ways. Yeah, the London vampires are stuck in their ways in the old world. Oh, That's okay. why they kept doing those plays and stuff, and it wasn't, um, you know, sufficing to everything that's changing around well, them. Well, whatever. Anyway, yeah. the part that I love is that after he sets everything on fire, one of the vampires, that Stephen Ray guy, comes out, and starts mimicking him while he's going to sword fight him or whatever. And they, like, have this short battle real quick, and then fucking Louis spins and cuts him. In and half. it's, like, this diagonal cut from his his neck all the way down to his side. Well, he had a... And it just falls over, and you see his head and the body laying next to each other. What are those things called that he had? It was what you uh, you plow corn with or something? You it was a reaper. The... It was the Oh, reaper. the reaper thing, yeah. Yeah, it was, oh, like, no. a wheat thing yeah that's what they use to cut wheat right it's crazy but it's the reaper's tool you know what i mean and he mm-hmm. swings it and it's like <laughs> it's like fucking sick i love that 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 part really i really like that because that guy i kind of like thought of him as the vampire clown because he was <laughs> yeah. just like always like wacky zany guy he was like a mime or something right anyway and then it's like a hundred years later and louis goes back to to new orleans and finds uh, Lestat is like still in this fucking house. That was cool, yeah. Yeah, and then there's artificial light. And- I love the conversation they have between them because it was so accidental. Mm-hmm. Part of Lestat just seeing Louis is enough to make him feel alive again. 
Mm-hmm. And so you think he's just going to live out his days eating rats like... He was making fun yeah. of Louis for in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. He, he he almost lives the same as Louis because he misses him so much it reminds him of it. Mm-hmm. Like I think, oh yeah, yeah, that you know sense. what I mean. Yeah, and I think that's how it was in the book too. I like, think so. Um, but yeah, he uh, get he gets out, you know, and Brad or Louis like, eh, I'm not interested. Sorry. Yeah, I'm out of here. Yeah, I'm not here for you. I just, you know, giving old memories a thought. You know, and uh, but it's enough for Lestat to go back out and follow pull up his bootstraps, which he can't technically do because there is no such things. <laughs> it's impossible. Anyway, <laughs> so we get back to Christian Slater. Yeah. And then uh, Christian Slater is like he's trying to like technically fucking Louis has been telling him this whole story to warn him how because like he's like, oh, I can't end that way. It can't end that way. You can't just fucking end it that way. And then he all of a sudden turns into He's like, it all ends in loneliness and sadness and destitute. And then he's like, no, we can't end it that way. You need to make me a vampire. Yeah, I'll be your buddy. I'll be your friend. That's what you want, right? You want a companion. I'll be that guy. It's like, oh, wow. You're just going to invite yourself into his companionship like that? Like, I don't think. That's very American of you. Yeah, that's like, (laughs) that's like, like pretty much like a bigger than a relationship. Yeah. If you think about it, because this is like something that's supposed to span hundreds of years. Right. You know, they don't just pick a mate. They don't just like, you know, sword fight <laughs> for, you know, a couple of nights. It's going to be fucking 300, 400 years. You know what I mean? Right. You got to be picky. Yeah. <laughs> you be picky. A lot of impaling. You know what I mean? Like, oh, my God. Not to the heart, if you know what I mean. <laughs> my God. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to get the vampire jokes in there as much as I, <laughs> I can, you know. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I, I, I thought it was cool. The ending where Lestat comes back and he's kind of like back to normal. And I was like, and that's when he got in his rock and roll band. Nice to meet you. Hope <laughs> you blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Woo, woo. Woo, woo. Okay. All right. You're doing it way more than I do normally. <laughs> but yeah, they, they play the Rolling Stones. And- it was a good movie. Yeah. It's a good movie. It's, it's a good movie. It's not like exactly mine, but you have to give it credit where credit's due. Mm-hmm. And even if you don't like it, like I know I have a couple friends that are not into these movies. I think they're classics. I prefer Interview with a Vampire because it's it's way more intimate. I mean, I think it's way more intimate than the other one. But the style of the fir- of of Bram Stoker's movie, the mm-hmm. movie I'm talking movies only, guys, is way more um, stylish. You want to. You want to talk about generational? Would you rather watch these or would you rather watch Twilight? No, I would rather watch these a million times over. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. If I watched Twilight, it would only be out of morbid curiosity again. I, uh, well, I watched some of them. I mean, I don't you know, like soap operas and that's they, what it they felt really, like to me. Yeah, they they really The first are. one, Okay. The second one gets kind of fucking crazy. The first crazy. one was melodramatic and like fucking, lovey. And then they have a fucking baby and shit. Oh, it's, God. It gets weird. Vampire werewolf baby or something. Oh, know. no, that's right. Because, yeah, they were like, yeah. It was like she fell in love with the other guy who was a werewolf. I don't know. I was like, oh, you're going to fall in love with a werewolf? <laughs> like, I, we know what you're saying here right now. Like, <laughs> yeah, like all of a sudden you just don't like certain species or something like that. And you make them use like different bathrooms and shit like that. We know what you're up to. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down, Batman, you fucking racist piece of shit. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> 
So, uh, yeah, guys, I hope you enjoyed that. Um, you know, I, I don't know. Sometimes you're in moods for different movies or not. This was kind of a good watch. Like, I, I enjoyed myself watching these. Um, oh, good. I'm glad. Yeah, I don't. I, I couldn't watch them, like, every year or anything like oh, that. Oh, no, no, I understand. But, yeah, it's really hard to, like, score stuff, you know, like, when you think about it. Because you know that these movies are good, right? And we but it's like to- you have to really dig deep into what you personally like. Like, what really gets your, you know get you going and we have nostalgia behind us that is yeah that is true so it is hard you know i look at old movies when i was a kid in the 80s and stuff like that like you didn't like the you know golden child or whatever it was you know or you didn't like crawl or you know what i mean like you thought thought it was kind of boring or whatever yeah but you're also kind of a piece of shit and that's no that's not my (laughs) i'm totally kidding christina Uh (laughs) uh-huh Anyway, guys, happy birthday to Christina. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for doing your picking your movies. We'll let you pick more in the future, obviously. Oh, I got a list. I got a list. We'll check it twice just to make sure we haven't done it before. Yes. Okay. (laughs) And next week, guys, don't forget, we're going to be watching Severance from 2006. You can watch that on Pluto or Tubi and Corporate Animals from 2019 on Hulu or Tubi. So uh, we're doing that for Labor Day go figure so if you want to watch those with us that is what we got planned but uh yeah guys let us know what you think about these movies thank you so much for coming by make sure you let christina know happy birthday on wednesday for sure because that's her real birthday but um but yeah guys thanks for stopping by and as always long live the void